Welcome to Disney Minus, where for some reason we're dragging ourselves through every Disney movie ever made. I'm Kat, and I'll be recording my own podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> ah, I'm Nero of Clan McGillicuddy, and I killed 500 <laughs> Norsemen with a single leaf. <laughs> I'm Steven, and I ate a magic cake, but it just turned me into a podcaster. Uh, you don't even hate to see that. Oh my god, I knew Echo's accent, or I knew Nero's accent was coming, and even I wasn't expecting that. It's <laughs> very mm. good. Dude, you stop for going all out on that, seriously. Thank you. Oh god. We watched Brave. <laughs> we did. We watched, we watched that movie that was called Brave. Uh, apparently, some people out there have opinions on it. Some very dumb opinions, according to some things I've seen in the Discord. Oh. How dare there not be a love interest? She must be gay. I do kind of read her as ace, to be fair, but meh. But, yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, okay, you know, not every single Disney movie has to have a love triangle. Also that. Yeah, I'm glad that there was no romance in this movie. Um, <laughs> and also, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, a lot of the, the sort of opinions people might have about this movie might be colored by the fact that this is a movie about a woman um two I mean, women in fact which is too too many for many people on the internet god right it's an agenda i tell you um i'm so glad that they second guessed their choice to do a lot of like well-known american stars because originally reese witherspoon Ooh. was supposed to be merida oh that's, that's a very oh, different energy no right that's uh, so we, we'd have a bunch of people running around with my Scottish accent. <laughs> Pretty much. I think they said the closest it came to was with Emma Thompson, who plays Eleanor, who a lot of people know as, you know, um, right. Danny McPhee and Professor Trelawney from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, that's she right. She does have Scottish ancestry and has spent mo some of her life in Scotland, but she's technically an English citizen, so she had to work with her accent a bit. Right. But she's still closer than Reese Witherspoon would have been, and no hate to Reese. Ugh. Yeah. She's just not right for the role. I mean, this movie is interesting. Uh, I believe is this the first Pixar movie, at least partially directed by a woman. I think um, so. I think so. Which you know is uh, is sort of because of a certain uh, Hawaiian shirt wearing pervert man child's obsession with control. Um, fuck you, John Lasseter. Okay. So, it was originally going to be directed by Brenda Chapman, but she was replaced because she hi had ideas that the suits didn't agree <laughs> she with. She had ideas. Yep. She was replaced because she had ideas. That well, sounds, that sounds like John Lasseter. Um, well, pretty much everybody has assumed that it had something to do with the whole feminist message. So it's like that's why yep. Disney kicked her out because she didn't want to do a traditional pr Disney princess movie. Oh, no. How dare. Yep. Um, so <clears throat> she was replaced by some guy... Uh, I didn't look this guy up, but I noticed yeah. his name. But yeah, um, this is this is an interesting movie. I feel like this was a, a, an interesting like stepping point in Pixar's history, right? Um, I think for what I remember, this movie was was like <clears throat> not panned, but it wasn't necessarily like beloved as most pixar movies were it wasn't what like a traditional hit like people i think were expecting it to be like yeah. compared to the other disney pixar movies that had come out 
And what is this? So, like, there, there's kind of a watershed for me personally with Pixar, which is, like, when they became fallible, when they became mortal. And it's everything <laughs> after Cars okay, basically has a cars. good chance of yeah. sucking. Um, like, for Pixar, sucking anyway, which yeah. is like still yeah. good. Yeah, um, which is, like, so better know. than, say, Asylum. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just yeah that makes it like everything is better than Asylum, except I will fight for Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Fair, true art. So, <laughs> um, one thing about this movie that's interesting on on the technical side is that I think the big like showpiece for this was definitely Merida's hair. Yeah, and how um, it's doing so much. Yeah. The because... detail in this movie was incredible because, like, even in the archery scene where she's shooting for herself. At one point, like it even shows where the feather like cuts her cheek as she lets it go. Okay, I didn't get. I like blinked and missed it actually happening, but I saw the little scratch. Yeah, but like if you look, yeah, when they zoom in on it, if you rewatch that scene, you can actually see it's the feather on her cheek that causes that cut. Okay, yeah, this movie um, is extremely pretty. Also, one other thing I found that was interesting is the Dunbro tartan that they have. It is actually now registered as a real tartan. Ah, oh, I thought I remembered hearing about tartan. that. Okay. But you can't use it without Disney Pixar's permission. Of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's Disney. I have a feeling Pixar probably wouldn't have cared. Let's be honest. That was Disney. Yeah. Well, you know, at this point, they're basically a single entity. I don't think there's yeah. any actual separation well, between the two. Mm. I don't know if there was back when this movie came out, but now at least they there are definitely like... More than there is now, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... As we said, the, the the cast for this movie is mostly, you know, actually Scottish actors. Um, Craig Ferguson's here. So, I forget who he plays. He's, uh, is he the dad or is he one of the lords? I, think he, I want to say he's one of the lords. I forgot to check. Is he like, because uh, Craig Ferguson, is he in, uh, he's in a How to Turn Your Dragon, right? Is he? I don't know. I never, uh, I always forget to watch that. He's, he's um... Not the boss, but the guy that trains the kids. That's Craig Ferguson. I forget his yeah. name. Okay, yeah. yeah I think he's that's Macintosh. Him, yeah. The, yeah, okay. the guy with the blue paint. Yeah, the, blue paint the blue paint guy. So yeah, that, that is the one name I kind of recognize. Everyone else is, you know, Scottish character actors. Which, hey, listen. Anytime you can fill a movie with, like, people I don't recognize that turn on good performances instead of fucking... An endless parade of <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. You know, yeah, Reese with like fucking A list celebrities who don't give a shit. That's fine by me. Yeah, that's always right. a win. I'll, in I'll my take book. it. Also, John Ratzenberger is here because it's Pixar. Uh huh. I mean, to be fair, though, you gotta expect that. Although they only... seem to be phasing him out of the last couple movies. Was this his age? I don't know. I mean, what's What was going on there? Like, he's, he's, he's like yeah, a yeah, guy. I, I, I want to say it's his health. Oh, okay. He doesn't even have like a a line really. Um Did you know originally Sean Connery was supposed to be King <laughs> Fergus? <laughs> Good lord. That would have been insane. Yeah. He was really? offered it. It just says it didn't say why he declined it, but just he was offered the role of King Fergus. Well, he, he was too busy uh fucking doing that terrible movie is it sir billy yeah Yeah, i was just checking the date on that yep he's too busy doing that really so it really was sir billy okay that's incredible gonna choose sir billy over brave all right it also looks like originally according to the official art book originally they were gonna pair up merida with somebody anyway 
Uh, oh, yeah. Thank God. He was, going to, he was going to wind up with young MacGuffin. Wait, is That's he the a, one that can't it. talk good? Yeah, is that the way I have the really thick accent who's I, just I an absolute so, unit? I tried and to put the subtitles on the for only, him. Like, the only reason they did... Oh, and I think I had trivia about him speaking like that, too. Yep, okay. So what happened with him is they originally intended all of his lines to be nothing but gibberish. Yeah. But his voice actor, who is Kevin McKidd, suggested that they use Doric, which is a Scots dialect from his hometown, and then ah. he spoke in nothing but that dialect, and it confused the shit out of the writer, so they just kind of yeah. let him run with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Extremely heavy Scottish accent. Yeah. Like, even... That's originally who Eric was supposed to wind up with. I tried putting the subtitles on for him, and even that uh, just says speaking unintelligibly. And it's like, Thanks. yeah, do they just don't, <laughs> they just don't try? So yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you know, I I, I I really enjoyed this on rewatch. Actually, it ranks very high on my list. Yeah, uh, maybe only maybe partially because I just really like looking at the Scottish landscape. All of it. Um, yeah, that's true. This is a very pretty movie. But also, I think it's just it's just a sort of. I personally think this is much more of a like, sort of, bucking the tradition of Disney princess movie than Frozen is because. Yeah. Uh, one. It's not a musical. One, it's not a musical. Two, we don't have romance still. Yeah. Um, with that guy with the um, Kristoff, that guy. Right. Um, and it's not like yeah. a whole oh I'm not interested in love but I'm gonna marry at the end of the movie because somebody broke through and now it's like no uh, I don't want that yeah it's like no nah, I'm, I'm not interested in that right now I got I got other stuff to do because also oh, also no <laughs> here's a here's an important part no annoying talking cute sidekick yes but could we argue that the triplets kind of fill that role at some yeah, point? Yeah, but they are they are they are slapstick comedy exactly. characters who don't talk, and I'm fine with that. I'm I'm okay with that. Okay, that's true. I mean, they talk, My... a little bit, but it's not like obnoxious. Did yeah, they but they don't talk? have any lot. They don't have any lines. They just make noises. Okay. Um, okay. No, you're right. You're my right. my main issue is with uh, Olaf talking to me. <gasps> so let's go ahead and get into Brave here. Um, uh, let's, so let's see. Yeah, we kind of start off with a little bit of a a, a, a like monologue from Merida. She says, "Change your fate a lot." <laughs> she really <laughs> likes talking about changing your fate. I mean, to be fair, if you kind of feel like you're locked into it that much, you'd be kind of eager to get out of that too. I mean, to be fair, if you could change your fate, you would. That was yeah. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That was I, I prefer Stevens or Nero's impression. <laughs> you had the chance to change your fate, <laughs> would you? Okay, I think um, <laughs> so. No, I, I should have gotten my friend to at least record audio of him saying that. <laughs> so I'll tell you later what our original plan was going to be if he had agreed to be in this. Try to do an American open... accent. Oh Lord, I mean. No. He does a spot-on spot American accent. Like, once I taught him how to say Louisville, where I'm from, he can say it better than most people from the States can. That's incredible. I mean, the thing but, about a lot of Brits is that they, they can do quite a good American accent. Yeah, uh, ours seems meanwhile, to be easier to do. Meanwhile, most I mean, Americans like, cannot do a British accent. No. Like, if I had brought him in, like, if I had brought Vincent and not told you guys... 
because originally what the plan was, I would have been like, hey, I got my friend from Scotland to come on the cast, and he was going to come in, like, just totally speaking an American accent. Hey, guys. Like, if I had seriously, if I hadn't told you that he was Scottish, like, you would have maybe picked up that he's not quite from the South, but he does a damn passable American accent. That's pretty funny. We'd have deserved it. So, we open here. They're they're on, like, uh, they're at some kind of camp uh, situation out yeah. in the woods. Um, camp cliche. Yeah, you Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't talk about that weird text-only CinemaSins guy. I, that fr- that freak needs to be put somewhere That's away from society. Such a um, weird choice of a thing to do. Need to study that person's brain to see what happened here. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, we're there at this camp. And Merida is hanging out with her dad, Fergus, and her mom, Eleanor. It's her birthday. This is like, she's uh probably like, I don't know, eight or something. I don't know if we get a age at this flashback. But she gets, yes, she's swinging around a sword because she wants to, you know, be cool. And her dad's, uh, her dad gives her a birthday present, which is a bow and arrow. Yeah. And she is super excited about this. In Scottish and European fashion, give your young child a deadly weapon. I mean, that's about right. Listen, life... Life was hard back then. Everyone needed to know how to use a deadly weapon. This is true. Um, and she starts shooting it, and, like, you know, it's not very good, but it's because she's an eight-year-old child, so she runs off to retrieve some arrows. There's a bit here where Eleanor kind of scolds Fergus about, like, do you really think that's an appropriate gift for a child? And yeah. you don't see it, but she he definitely, his, like... His response... Pin- the- he pinches her on the butt yep. for sure, um, and she's like, "Oh, you scoundrel!" Um, Say it right, Nero. Oh, I, oh, you scoundrel! Um, <laughs> and yeah, like as as Merida is running off to retrieve these uh, these this arrow, she sees a little blue guy, yeah, no, a little, little, little will of the wisp, a little blues clue. Um. <laughs> And she kind of like does she get lost before finding the will of the wisp, or does she like follow it around a little before going back to the camp? Uh, follows it around a little. She notices it yeah. like as she's grabbing the arrow. So she runs back, and he's all excited about like, oh, I found the will of the wisp. Um, and her mom says, I believe it's her mom says, yeah, if you follow those, you'll you'll find your fate. Um, and that is when. A gigantic bear. The biggest fucking bear you've ever seen. Uh, comes out of the camp and just starts attacking shit. Eleanor grabs Merida and rides off as Fergus and his boys get ready to fight. And we, we kind of... Right is the bear who's... I believe they na- they, they, they name him Mordu in this scene. Um, I think so. Right as he goes to, to strike Fergus, we get the, the slam cut title card into Brave. And then it is like some time later. Yeah. I don't know how long. Um, I'd but s- I'm going to say like 10 years, give or take. He's probably supposed to be yeah. like 16. Merida is like a teen now. Very in reading age. Yeah, really. that. <laughs> Am I wrong? Um, <clears throat> no, I wish you just didn't say it like that, though. <laughs> so. Yeah, like, and then we we got uh, we 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 have a little bit of monologuing from her as we kind of 
go over the the landscapes and see a lot of the locations you'll be spending a lot of time in you know specifically these uh this ring of standing stones yeah these are important. neat i keep forgetting what they're for but they're neat i mean they're just for druid magic you know okay yeah scotland's lousy with those fucking things <laughs> so in in the time between the bear uh biting off fergus's <laughs> leg and now uh they had a, a set of triplets eleanor and fergus did who are as i stated little slapstick cartoon demons they are incredible yes but they merida's main beef with them is that they get away with all sorts of shit they get whereas away whenever with she whenever she acts up even a little bit she gets scolded heavily by her mother yeah um, that's being the oldest sibling baby and the older sibling and a princess yeah, and really that. a rough deal because as we get we get a little montage of like eleanor stating various things you know <laughs> a princess shouldn't it's just like x and y and z and all this stuff like a prince a princess you know shouldn't should have t- manners at the table a princess shouldn't you have weapons in a room a princess shouldn't do this a princess shouldn't do that yeah, um, my favorite is a princess is clean, and it's like, what? Nobody is clean back in medieval times. No, you guys. Holy shit, Hagrid was in this movie. Oh yeah, he's one of the clan leaders. He's one of the lords. Yeah. So now, okay, we got two Harry Potter alums in here. All right. So. Very yeah, random. <laughs> but like, and she's like, oh, there's, there's, there are days when I don't have any responsibilities, and I can just be me. The thing is, she does have responsibilities later in this same day, so I don't know what she. <laughs> Does she? I don't know. This is when she gets back is when they start talking about the betrothal. Well, that's that's like over dinner. That, I, okay, I imagine fair. that was not on the schedule. Okay, that's okay. That's fair. My sense of time just sucks. Because all right, and 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 she like rides through the forest and she's doing this like it's really cool like homemade archery target yeah. practice thing. And I so this is from a really weird period. Where the bow and arrow was the girl boss weapon of choice. Like, after the Hunger Games came out. It's the whole trope, though, too, of, you know, the men smash because they're manly and brawny and the women shoot from afar because they're more delicate. Yeah, but also, yeah. Did someone say trout? Did someone say cliche? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, it's me, CinemaSense text man. (laughs) It's a trope for a reason. Let me quote quote the nostalgia critic here, please. Oh, it's all jokes. I'm the scum of the earth. Um, (sighs) Yeah, like. Disney minus sins. And then, yeah, there's always been a sort of the the bow is a, is an effeminate weapon. Um, but there was a particular period. Like Lord of the Rings. Wow. Yeah. Well, but even Listen, even in Lord of the Rings, little... yeah, even in Lord of the Rings, like it's like it was just like sort of characterized beautiful... more feminine than the others. He's a he's a beautiful elf. Um, mouth about Orlando Bloom. <laughs> so I'm not saying I'm not saying anything bad about Orlando Bloom. I'm saying he's a beautiful, handsome man. Which um, is true. But there was a particular period between around, like, 2010 and 2014, I want to say, where you couldn't swing a, a dead bear without hitting a <laughs> bunch of fucking, like, bow and arrows. Well, and like you said, the Hunger Games also had a lot to do with that. Oh, yeah, I, like, really specifically, did. I think it was the Hunger Games that just, like, oh yeah, made this explode. But don't really see that much anymore. Yeah, um, we kind of got out of that. Yeah, pretty much. Well, because Hunger... Well, 
Yeah, the Hunger Games did the whole archer thing, but then also that led to a bunch of other like dystopian oh, future. Christ, yeah. yeah. A whole bunch of dog Star shit out of that. Maze Runner, which actually Divergent. The Runner. Yeah, Maze Runner seems all right. Divergent. They didn't even finish Ugh. that series. No, because the the books were the bad. Movie the movies bad. were bad. Haley liked. Okay, my sister Haley. She likes the books, but like even she was like, the movie's okay. But she's like, I'm not gonna be heartbroken that they never finish it. Yeah. Did they kill the main character halfway through the third book. They right. It's really funny. They do. That's incredible. I never read them. Yeah, like it just seems crazy. Um, but yeah, so like we we just get this great shot of her riding her horse. Um. Through the forest, doing shooting targets, climbing a big cliff, drinking some cliff water. Yeah, the firefalls, I think she calls this. Yeah, cool girl stuff. Um, <laughs> and she like heads back home to, to, to dinner table, you know, after after grabbing an apple. She likes apples, I've noticed. Yeah. Big apple fan, this Merida. And she, I, I mean, they're that. healthy. And she has the good apples, the green ones. Yes, she understands. Yeah. Red Delicious, fuck that shit. Oh, fuck Tastes Red like Delicious. Garbage. No, Gala, Honeycrisp, and Andy. Yeah. yeah. Right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Red Delicious can go suck my nuts. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's, it's dinner time. Do you anywhere near your nuts, Nero? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't trust them with anything. I wouldn't. It's the dinner. It's dinner time, and everyone... It's, it's pretty funny. Like, this dinner is so fucking rowdy. Like the dogs it. are just running rampant. The twins are the triplets are just running rampant. Like it's crazy. Um, but uh, Eleanor gets the mail and kind of opens it up and says, "Oh, it's uh, the, the all three lords responded." And Fergus is kind of like, "Ah, oh, shit! I don't think they'd respond so fast. I gotta. Oh no. Ah, oh, jeez. I don't want to talk about this." Yeah, I love how she's like, "You tell her," and then he manages to get out of it anyway. Yeah. I love, Fer- I love Fergus. <laughs> He's just a big rowdy motherfucker. Yeah, I love that guy. Um, and so he's just he he tries to get through it, but eventually she Eleanor just loses patience and goes, "Yeah, we're marrying you off to what you're. We're holding game to decide who's gonna get your hand in marriage." And Merida like, does not like this. I mean, personally, I don't like hearing about plans just before uh, they, they uh, you know, are about to happen. Especially like, if know, they involve, going... like, people coming over. No. Yeah, if, like, if anyone's coming over, if we're going somewhere, it's like, well, I wish I'd heard about this at the beginning of the week. Then I'd be fine. But, I mean, I would especially not like to hear about plans before they're about to happen if it involves a life-changing event. Yeah! That I didn't know about. Define life changing <laughs> would I be mean, my would be my sticking point. Would be yeah. define life changing. And like Samarita so storms off, and like her mom follows her and tries to talk to her, but you know she does the thing where she's not really. There's a wall between the two of them, basically, of like understanding what the issue is here, like. Eleanor does a lot of talking at Merida and not really responding to any of the things she's saying other than say, oh, be quiet. That's just, you know, don't don't be so childish. Yeah. Um, so they don't really get anywhere. And the, it's it's that night, and they do a thing where, uh, you know, they, they intercut between Eleanor and Merida 
doing the thing where like they pretend someone or something else is the person they're trying to talk to because they can't bring themselves or actually you know talk them to each other uh for merida it is her horse angus <laughs> she's ranting at and for I don't she know talked her. to horses before Geralt made it cool exactly nah. and for eleanor uh fergus is like well just pretend i'm merida <laughs> just pretend <laughs> Uh, and and he does like this fucking falsetto, like oh, I don't want to be married. I don't want to go shooting the shoot. It would be in the forest all day and climb cliffs and frolic. I mean, um, he's putting his hands up in like a like a stereotypically yes. girl pose. And so that that sort of works to get her to like to enter her mind palace. There's a very good line where she's like, "I know I wasn't exactly thrilled to be betrothed." And you see Fergus go, "What? Hey, hang on." Aww. Really? I thought you liked me. <laughs> He's just very, I love how dumb he is. Um, but yeah, they... they no, nothing really changes. Like, they both kind of get to the end of their conversations and go, God damn it, I wish... I wish, you know, insert name here would just fucking listen to me. Um, but it's, it's time for the clans to get here. On big boats, uh, it, is, it is Clan MacGuffin... Dingwall and Macintosh. Now, two of those sound normal. <laughs> One of them is Clan Dingwall. There's and a whole lot going on with Dingwall. There's a lot happening with Dingwall. Don't insult Hagrid. I mean, <laughs> so as as we get the the sort of you know, scenes of all of them competing to see who gets there first. Clearly, they are all sort of allied, but not necessarily friendly. Yeah. Um, we see Eleanor, like, shoving Merida into one of those horrible medieval uh. dresses. <clears throat> complete with the weird head thing that I don't know the name of. Oh, damn. I don't know um, either. And Merida's just like, I can't move or breathe. What is this shit? <laughs> it's princess wear. You're... You're wearing it. It's so funny because like she can barely move. She like struggles to sit down in her throne. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> she basically like bends down until she falls backwards. Um, and she she is like I like this bit where she like as an act of rebellion lets one single curly poof of hair poke yeah. out of her head thing, and then like <laughs> Eleanor puts it back, but she takes it out later. It's like nah, fuck you. Which, like on the one hand I get it, but on the other hand I'm like, why would you want that in your face? That would drive me nuts. I know it's like not even loose enough that that bit of hair would be able to move around. That's right in your eye. Right, like when I ran cross country, I had like so many barrettes and stuff in my hair just to keep my ponytail bits out of my face while I was running. <laughs> I can't imagine just walking around with a piece literally plastered in the middle of your head. So all the clans are here, and they're all basically like. Trying to sell their dudes as the best guy, right? And there's all these heroic war stories. I, I assume all of these are, are like repelling um, Viking invaders. I uh, this is around the one time. Sa one says Vikings. I think Dingo also says the Romans, which I guess would also yeah. kind of make sense. What? Yeah, I think it would. Like, I guess this is around Roman time. It's really difficult to pin down, like, what era this takes yeah, place yeah. in i feel like yeah i mean if it's like 100 AD or something 
it might <laughs> still be Roman times, but in medieval times, I don't think the Roman Empire existed anymore. The Holy Roman Empire did. There is that. That's a different thing altogether. <laughs> like they were not they would not have been called the Romans, I don't think. <laughs> we Dingwall fended off a thousand Christians. <laughs> we fended off we fended off so many Germans. Um but yeah, there's the like the, we we got this uh this guy who's this fucking sort of pretty boy hunk dude with long hair. God. I love yeah, every absolute oh. unit. Every scene that the pretty um, boy dude is in, there are girls in the background like actively swooning. Yeah, we got this absolute unit of a boy uh with <laughs> love the, him. He's the a good boy. very the very Wait. thick accent. And then there's this like <laughs> Does this kid know where what? he is? Is he aware of what's happening? No. He doesn't. <laughs> he knows what day it is. This fucking slack jawed, like, <laughs> barely, like, just sort of vacant eyed weirdo. Um, the thing who, is, like, the thing is, I am inclined to believe his story the most. Because oh, yeah. Of how we see him just be later. Yeah, I feel like this kid is actually very dangerous, but in sort of a slapstick kind of way. He definitely killed, like, a thousand fucking Vikings or whatever by, like, tripping. Yep. Um,. Dangerous, but he's unintentionally dangerous. Yeah. Well, he also just It'll... bites at shit. Remember? Yeah, he like he like as soon as uh, as soon as one of the others insults Dingwall, he like just points at him and, and his and his and his young boy there just jumps and starts biting him. There's also a really good like uh, there's a really good bait and switch where Dingwall is gesturing at this huge yeah. jacked guy. And he's always talking about this. Merida actually kind of looks interesting. Like, oh, hang on. This, this one actually looks like he might be promising. And then he's like, move out of the way. And we reveal the fucking <laughs> dipshit young Dingwall. And she's just like, oh, never mind. <laughs> so after all of that, he, like, insults are traded and a massive brawl breaks out. Yeah. And it's really funny because. At first, Fergus tries to tell him the shot, but then he just leaps in to join it again anyway. <laughs> and so Eleanor has to kind of go in and drag them all out by their ears um, to stop it. Because they all, they all respect Eleanor. That's the one thing they all yes. have in common. So, like, she she kind of says, all right, here's, here's, the, here's the rules. Um, only, the tradition dictates only... The firstborn of each clan may compete for my daughter's hand. That's when Merida kind of starts to get an idea in her head, like, "Oh, wait a minute, I'm a firstborn. She didn't, she didn't, she didn't say firstborn son. She didn't say firstborn son. I could, I could do something here." And then she also says, "And I can work with this. Yeah, the princess gets to choose what <clears throat> game will, uh, will be." the the kind of deciding factor and immediately merida like j leaps up and goes archery yes i choose archery the, the thing the thing that i love the thing i do the, the thing i'm you really know, good at that makes me think though because i don't think this was asked as a question but i want to ask you too if you were put into a situation where you had to you had suitors <laughs> whoever they may be charge or had to play something for your hand what would each of y'all pick i don't know that i'm good enough to stay single at at something like this yeah, I'm for, taking what I can get. Well, I'm, okay, I, I don't know if I'm, there's anything I'm good enough at to get Merida's result. There we go. I've fixed myself. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah, I can't really come up with anything that I really would be able to completely wipe the floor with people. Unless it was like three people who had no idea how to play fighting games, I could do that. Yeah, right. Ooh, I'm not ooh, I'm not no. very good. But I'm better <laughs> than someone who's never touched no, a Nero, all you have to do is challenge people to like Shira lore. Like ah, physical power lore. That's true. It's Shira trivia. There you um, go. I could probably win at that. So yeah, Shishu's Archery, we kind of get a, a, a this, because like, the, the games aren't just the main event, there's also a bunch of other stuff going on as we see. It's like a general festival. Yeah. Where we got all, all, all sorts of stuff going on. We but see it's, some it's log time. throwing, some mm-hmm. other stuff. Shot putting. Yeah. Some, ba- some bagpiping. Yeah. Some like Scottish field hockey or whatever. So, it's time for the main event. Everyone's gathering at the archery fields. And I love I love that Merida and her dad are just roasting the fuck out of all these dudes. Yeah. It's really funny. Um Yeah, cause like the the if first is MacGuffin, that absolute unit of a lad who just like he's he's too big to wield that bow no. well. Yeah, get, y'all get him a proper one. Hello. He needs like a, a heavy long bow or something. Which is something that would just turn this uh, this target into wood pulp. Yeah, no, that basically. would destroy the target. Which might a, actually... A gigantic longbow that shoots javelins. Which might That's actually catch Merida's eye, to be fair. Yeah, so... He, like... The, he barely even lands on the target. Yeah. And Merida and her dad is like, Oh, let's check out this fucking guy. Can't even, can't even hit within the like a, two, a few inches of the bullseye. Um... Then oh, it's Macintosh. Oh yeah. And he he like hits but doesn't get a bullseye and he just starts freaking out and throwing a fucking temper tantrum. Yeah, just screaming and slamming the bow on the ground. <laughs> and Meredith's like, oh that's how... a... Okay, so we're southern. So you know, you know, bless your heart or isn't she precious? Yeah. Used to be like the most cutting thing you could say. I think Merida beats all that with the oh the wee left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we done brought with we weird guy gets Macintosh. No. Yeah. No, like, um ah damn it, I Dingwall. Oh, we Dingwall. Um, yeah, Dingwall. Yeah, but, but I really like her going, Oh, that's attractive <laughs> yeah. when Macintosh is just like <laughs> screaming and smashing his bow on the ground and his dad's just like listen, you made you you just hit the target, buddy. Um, so yeah, it's, it's Dingwall time. He seems to barely be able to, to hold the bow. He, like, they, they um, do the thing where he, like, actively dumps out all of his arrows trying to grab one. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, and eventually Ferg just yells to get on with it, and he act- he gets startled into getting <laughs> a bullseye. And everyone is just like, god damn it. <laughs> even, even Ferg is just like, this guy won? Shit. God fuck. He fucking, no. he fucking name drops that old movie, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Yeah. Oh, I... Yeah, he's like he's like, Oh, guess who's coming to dinner? And then he turns and it's a dog because Merida <laughs> My daughter turned into decided... a dog. No, the witch's curse. Um <laughs> So Merida has decided to to launch her plan now because she is she's coming out onto the field and she announces herself Firstborn of Dunbra, and she is here to fight for her own hand. And Thank everyone's God monocles, you. you know, monocles weren't invented yet, but if they were, <laughs> they all would have been popping out. Mm. 
So little, she like little pelts that they wear in their tartans. Those are dropping instead of popping monocles. There we go. Yeah. Oh, there, <laughs> there's a joke here. Uh, after Dingwall, Wee Dingwall gets the, the, the bullseye where Lord Dingwall is gloating over the other two and he flashes them. Yeah! There's a... With his fucking kilt. Yeah, and get get ready for some more of that, because hot... <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of body humor in this here, uh, in this here movie. Which makes sense at Scotland, you know. Everyone's running around with bare asses or whatever. So... <laughs> This is great. So she like she's she's trying to you know, like get her uh, get her self in, in archery stance. She's like I can't fucking move in this thing. She just <laughs> flexes and tears the the dress apart basically. Scottish and Eleanor was like, oh my! Eleanor was horrified by this. But then uh, Merida Merida swags on all of them by getting two bullseyes in a row and then splitting. Oh my Dingle's god! Arrow. This... I'm thinking. I honestly think Merida would have outshot Katniss right there. Right. Oh yeah. This was such a good fucking shot, just in how they like set it up and rendered it. It looked so good. Yeah, and then she she kind of bows and says, "All right, I win." <laughs> and Eleanor is. And also, incensed. I want to point out. I love how I love how instead of like other Disney princesses, were like they just go ahead and do all these acrobatics and flip without even touching their dresses, and it actually shows Merida. Like yeah. splitting the seams in her dress, like almost hulking out, so yeah. that she can actually move in the damn thing. And you can see her like undercoat or petticoat or whatever poking out underneath those tears for the rest of the movie. Yeah, well, no, right. she does switch to a different dress, I think, because it's like a di- I don't think so. I don't. It, it looks like it's a different shade of green. Fucking moving. It still has those white bits on it. Yeah, um, well, there that is also a style of dress, like where it's like looser sleeves, and you can like, see like an underdress or something like that. I think it's like a shift, I want to say, is what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. So, yeah, like, they're, Eleanor's really pissed. As <laughs> Everyone is kind of pissed, but Eleanor especially. Your daughter just blew her entire engagement party, pretty much. Yeah, yeah and, and like, disrespected all of the three lords of the Alliance here. Um, which could have actual consequences, let's not forget that, but, you know. Exactly. It's not just a temper tantrum. It's like I think she even says like this could literally fuck shit up. Yeah. It's, yeah. She so, said something like it'll be like fires and swords if we if we can't set this right. Yeah. And like, it's like, uh, oh. A war. A war could happen. If... She told me about the story about a prince that did the same thing and brought disaster, which totally wasn't foreshadowing at all. No. Yeah. No. It's not. It's not lore for what'll come later. It's not. It's not sort of a thematic mirror <laughs> to anything at all. Um, well, as Stephen is fond of saying, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. So, like, she goes to talk to Merida, and things uh, don't go, go poorly. Yeah, they don't <laughs> go good. So they 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 just like they just blow up at each other, and you know Merida is just railing against her about like I I have never had a say in any of this. I never want to do any of this princess shit. You have never let me live my own life, and there's no part I, of this shit I, I want. That I don't want to, you have been trying to turn me into you. I will never turn into you. And she takes a sword and slashes the like family tapestry, cutting herself and her mother apart. Um, and in retaliation, Eleanor throws her bow into the fire. Yeah, Dick and like, and and she immediately knows that because like as soon as Merida runs out sobbing, Eleanor's like, "Oh fuck! Oh god! What did I do? What did I do?" Because here's the thing, right? When you're in 
a a like superheated emotional argument with, with your like teen child or whatever, right? You can never do that move. You never want to like retaliate in kind. Yeah, because you'll end it just up makes you a huge asshole. Yeah, well, yeah, and because exactly what happens here, you'll end up doing yep. something that you can't take back. Yeah, and and immediately she just like runs over to the fire and digs the thing. I just like, oh god, why did I do that? Oh fuck! Oh no 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 no! I gotta go find her. But of course it was um, fire, so the thing's like. Yeah, it's the string is broken. The it's still smoldering. Um, and yeah, Merida just rides through the forest on her horse, sobbing the entire time, and uh, she eventually like. It comes upon the standing stones, and her horse throws her because it does not want to enter the standing it's stones. It's like, no, I don't want to. Um, there's a good shot later where he goes around the standing stones to follow her, which is very funny. Oh, damn, I didn't catch that. Yeah, he, when when she goes into the forest, he, like, goes around the stones instead of going through it. So, but yeah, she sees a will-o'-wisp and decides to follow it now. deep into the woods. Um, and she comes across, like, a, a little shack, a little hovel built into the hill. Um, which is clearly where a witch lives. I mean, a woodcarver. <laughs> and honestly, this this first bit where she goes into the the cottage and it's just filled with carved bears is kind of creepy. Like, yeah, this is this is some spooky shit. Uh, but then of course we see the witch, who is like I think the witch is probably the most disney ass part of this movie yeah right uh, the her and the twins and i they're, all the through all throughout this movie the twins have been pulling pranks and stuff that we haven't been talking about but it's rest assured they're doing tom and jerry shit in the background ah. um i will talk about that when they become relevant but this witch is very like kind of making a lot of modern references she has like an answering machine later oh yeah um she's that sort of character She's okay. She's certainly not the worst. Like she's no Martin Short robot. But like she's Olaf. she's them kind of trying to do genie again, I guess. A little bit, but thankfully not quite as they aren't trying that hard to to recapture that magic. She's just sort of in that wheelhouse. Yeah, but luckily um, she's only here for like five minutes, so it's yeah. She un- is a very brief part of the movie, yeah. and and she basically tries to convince. Merida, that she is just a humble woodcarver until Merida spots her broom sweeping on its own. She's like, you don't know, witch! No, no, woodcarver. <laughs> woodcarver. She also has a pet crow. Yeah! Um, which can talk, and that, unlike most talking bird uh, sidekicks, that's sort of unremarkable. Crows can mimic human speech very well. Corbins um, are freaking, they are wicked intelligent. Yeah! They are very smart. So like I'll, I'll t- uh, like I don't think this crow is even magical. I think it just knows how to talk very well. Yeah, it's I just, think it's, just a, it's just a very well taught and well cared for corvid. So Merida is like, all right, well, I will. Uh, she's she's like be- basically being threatened to get out of this cottage by a bunch of knives and saws <laughs> because she keeps insisting that this lady is a witch, and she's like, okay, I'll buy everything, all of your all of inventory. Stuff. And a spell. And the witch is like, okay, well, are you going to pay with all that? And she pulls out this royal necklace. Yeah. And the witch is like, oh, that'll do. Dollar signs. So we, or, uh... Yeah. Or, like, uh, there was no currency, I think, at the time in Scotland. So 
I don't know what her eyes would turn into, but she kind of <laughs> walks out, snaps her fingers, and, and they go back in, and the, the house has been transformed from the woodcarver's shack into the witch's house. Yeah, Ooh, magic. this is actually a pretty neat bit, the spook boop like that. Yeah. Yeah, um, and she she makes the spell. I I wonder, they never really answer what happens to all those wooden bears. Like Merida bought all those. Where where are they? Do you think there's now a room in the castle that is suddenly just filled to the brim? No, of hand carved wooden bears. I'm gonna say I'm actually gonna say no because I see this. It comes out later. You see what happened to those carvings later. Yeah, Nero, did you not oh, watch the post credits? Oh, was there a stinger? There, there is. We see um, a post credits of like I don't know. I guess like two weeks later or some shit. The crow pulled up to the castle with just a giant cart filled with all of those wood carvings and like bugging the castle guard to sign for it. Well, that's pretty funny. I did not. I did not see that. Now, yeah. Right, I guess it just takes a while to get delivered. Um, <laughs> it's a crow. As smart as he is, he can only pull so much. Well, she does say yeah. on her answering machine that she went to some kind of convention too. It's, it's yeah. not a matter of where it grips the card. It's a matter of weight ratio. God, yeah. a five-ounce Corvid can't pull a ten-pound cart. <laughs> ten pounds is a is a conservative estimate there. That cart must be heavy as fuck. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so earlier we we forgot to really talk about, it, but yeah, she tells Eleanor told Merida this like tale of an ancient kingdom, like basically the 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 uh the origin of their alliance right where there were there was a king and four lords and he and he split the the land between them equally but one of them uh was greedy and wanted the power for himself so he went against tradition and and launched a war uh that ultimately ended in his downfall yeah and and his sigil was two axes crossed and not on top of one that another. this means anything at all but the witch, when she's making the potion, does say her last customer was a prince who gave her this, looks mm-hmm. like a ring, I guess, that has a symbol of two axes crossed on it. Don't worry about it. Don't and worry he asked about it at for all. the strength of ten men. Yeah, that's right. And a, mahog- and a mahogany cheese board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, got a, he got a mahogany cheese board out of it, too. Um, and yeah, but Emerita is basically asking, look, I just need you to change my mother's mind. I need you to, like make her not want this marriage thing (laughs) and now i do have a question is this witch only capable of bear related magic i am not sure because that does seem to be the case would come i I don't think that it's the only thing that she's capable of but i think that's like her most effective way of getting the point across well because it's kind of hard to ignore a big ass bear well because also all of her wood carvings are bears yeah. Right. I'm thinking that's just her. That's like her go-to. So maybe not the only thing she can do, but it's her go-to. <laughs> it's it's her brand. Yeah. There, there we go. you go. There you got you horse go. girl. She's a bear girl. She's a bear, bear girl. girl. Bear witch. So ah. this, the, all you know, we, we're pouring all sorts of stuff in this cauldron. It kind of reminds me of the scene from Snow White where she's making the 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 apple there. Um, yeah. Although I love but how it's a with lot her, less spooky. Yeah, with her, it's just finding random shit on the floor. Yeah, she's just pouring stuff into it, and she eventually pulls out like a. I mean, let's be honest. Like a, how many potions did you make with random shit you found on the floor exactly. or outside? Quite a few. And she eventually pulls out like a fruit tart. Yeah. Um. I like fruit tarts. Thing looks. And thing actually looks good. Just the thing. And right? she's like, "All right, uh, feed that to your mom, and uh, something will happen. This will change my mom totally. A, a yeah. thing sure will happen." 
So we go back to the castle. We see uh, Fergus. You know, we, later we learn that he is basically doing damage control by leading a sing along about <laughs> killing more dudes. Yeah, um, I love the detail that which is very funny. The sons and all of like the courts of these three guys have all gotten into it, and everyone's singing along. But the four, the other three, like chief king guys, are just bored to shit. Yeah, they they've seen this song and dance literally before. Like they know they know what's going on. They know that he's trying to calm everyone down because his daughter did a whole bunch of crazy shit. Um, so Merida kind of comes back. She she starts making this plate for her mom, pouring some tea, uh, and her mom eventually finds her and like hugs her. And I was like, oh, I was so worried. I'm sorry about what I did. Uh, but you know, we we have decided we need to. You know, we're basically like gonna gonna do we're gonna do this. We're gonna talk about this brutal thing in the morning. Uh, it's still happening, but we're we're not gonna deal with it tonight. Your father is in there pacifying them. <laughs> um, and Merida's like, "That's wonderful." Hey, mom, would you like this fruit tart? Don't don't ask where I got it's it. It's totally well, for, well, first. Place. Yeah, would you like this fruit tart? I have made you a lovely plate. And Eleanor's like, oh, for me? Well, that's great. And so she she takes a bite, and she's like, oh, it's an interesting flavor. She she makes the, a very funny face that I posted. Oh, yeah. Um, she says it's gamey, which is not a flavor you want a fruit tart to have. No, yeah, I've never been super sure what that means, but I know it applies to me. Yeah, gamey is like... It, 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 I hear it described, uh, you know, with deer a lot, with, like, stuff you would hunt. Um, sort of very, I guess, like, fatty, kind of kind of has a weird flavor about it. Um, not something you would ever describe a pastry with. So, immediately, Merida's like, so, how do you feel about the marriage now? You don't like it anymore, right? You want to call it off? And Eleanor's like, what? No. Dude, what are you talking about? And she's... Yeah, she's basically acting drunk. Yeah. Um, and she's like, let's go, let's go to the main hall. And she's like burping and nearly falling over. And she's like, yeah. Lady cannot uh, hold her liquor, clearly. Let's just go upstairs. Let's not go into the main hall. And so Merida kind of was like, all right, well, clearly, you know, she'll sleep it off. And in the morning, she'll be fine. Um,. So they kind of they kind of bring her into this, bring her into her bedroom, and she's like, "What was in that pastry?" Um, and she kind of rolls off the bed, and this is where things start going a little, a little tits up here. Because <laughs> um, Merida's like, oh, "Mom, you all right there?" And a big fucking bear stands up from where her mom was, and of course Merida screams loudly because yeah. the bear is in her is suddenly here now. And, like, eventually she realizes, oh, fuck, that's my mom. Yeah. <laughs> because the bear is also seemingly very confused that there is a bear in the room and that it is a bear. Her mom is a bear. <laughs> so, there are... She's a bear, naked lady. Oh! Yeah. And it's very funny because, like, Merida's ranting, like, God damn it, that fucking witch. I can't believe she did this to me. All I wanted was for a spell to change your mind and she turned you into a bear. And Eleanor was like, You. Sorry? What did Hang you on. do? I can't believe that random woman I found in the forest that gave me a random cake turned out to do this. And, and Eleanor's like, You. 
<laughs> Bad title. Did a spell on me. Uh, and of and course, I'm none yours. of it. She has no dialogue. She has no dialogue. You're it's not that kind of movie, ever. thankfully. Like, she is a bear. She's making bear noises, but she still has, like, an anthropomorphized face. Um, and, you know, one thing I like about this movie, as opposed to, you know, if I had a nickel for every time a movie was centered around uh, a, a central character turning into a bear to learn a lesson, I'd have two nickels. Which isn't much, but it's weird that it happened twice. Um, unlike, uh, say, Brother Bear, the thing I like about this movie is that we spend a lot of time with the mom pre-barification. So we get a good handle on her character before she has speech taken away, right? Like, there are some of these movies where someone gets turned into something else where you don't get a lot of time with their human self. Yeah to really connect with them uh but this movie i think while it does have a few pacing issues because of that i think uh i th I, I think it's a pretty good it's good it's a pretty good one of these so anyway it's time well so obviously merida realizes oh fuck if dad sees you <laughs> the, it's gonna be a problem the bear king the bear king the guy who loves killing bears he's got a i assume this is a bear pelt cape he has He's like um, bitten off by a bear. That's so. true, yeah. but he definitely. Can we really blame him? That's true. He made it his brand too. A lot of bear-related brands going on here. Ah. Um. And yeah, so we have to do some slapstick to escape from the castle. There's a very fun. There's some funny bits where Eleanor still tries to. You know, she's still walking very, very royally, yeah. very properly. She, like, wraps herself up in something, and when it gets pulled off, she reacts like she's nude. She, like, covers up her bits. Yeah. And Meredith's like, <laughs> Mom, you're covered head to toe in fur. <laughs> that that was actually a pretty good scene. Um, so they hear... Eventually, all of the dudes hear, like... like uh, Fergus hears a bear and smells a bear, and he's like, all right. Yeah, he's there's just... a bear loose in the castle. Fucking sniffing a bear out from across I've got, the castle. I've got... I got bear senses. To be fair, bears probably pretty pretty odorous animals. They probably have a musk about that. That is also true. Um, they do, and apparently their meat like you have to cook the meat a special way because otherwise it, hate like the smell makes it taste weird. Apparently, uh, that's what being yes. gamey is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I learned that from watch from watching and reading Food Wars. But yeah, you <laughs> have to cook bear a special. I like Food Wars, but there's a special way you have to cook bear, or else it's extremely gamey both in smell and taste. Yes. So, yeah, they're they're they they get oh, there's slapstick involved. They get split up in the castle. They're trying to get out of it. Uh, eventually, Eleanor stumbles into the taxidermy room. I guess the trophy room yeah. and sees the triplets making a chimera. <laughs> <laughs> um, Children, and, what are y'all doing? You know, and and they are uh, Merida finds her like scolding them and telling them basically put that back from where it came from or so help me uh and and like they they of course they they are able to pick up that this is mom pretty quick yeah and, and Meredith's like okay now listen i may have accidentally turned mom into a bear i need your help getting her out safely I don't so worry dad doesn't actually kill her yeah don't worry about it it's all fine it's all good we can fix this i just need you guys' help but of course these uh, little assholes do not take that yeah on its own it's like all right well what about if i give you my dessert for a week and they're still 
Okay, what about my dessert for a year? And that gets the moving. <laughs> so These through are the power, three slapstick gremlins motivated by pastries. Yeah, and see that's why I like them more than Olaf because they're just like they're just they're just little chaos demons, and that's fine. That's fine to have. I don't need them to have a fucking song about how much they love sun. Oh my, all right, yeah. I don't need that shit. <laughs> I hope you melt, Olaf. I hope you die. Deep breath, Nero. Elsa's biggest crime is making Olaf immortal. You know, if that's that's just you know, Nero, that's if, just fucking uncalled for. If it helps, I don't know if you ever saw Frozen Two, but he does die for like a hot minute. But, but not permanently. Back. That's true. Yeah, they didn't. Back. They didn't have the stones to stick with it. Why do they, you guys hate Olaf so much? I just think it'd be annoying. funny. He's all right, but I think it'd be funny. I like Olaf. Like, oh my god, <laughs> Olaf's summing up like the Disney movies. I love that. No, yeah, that was I... that was fun to watch. Although, like, if you watch it all at once, it does kind of drag. I well, just, yeah, that just... that gets on you a bit. But... I just think it'd be funny yeah, to right, watch so something here... terrible happen to him too. Here's here's the thing, Olaf, as he exists as a character in the film Frozen is fine. Yeah, it's like when the minions the, first showed up in the first Despicable Me. Yes, the oh, issue no, the with Olaf, the issue with Olaf is that he wouldn't fucking go away and he was everywhere and they leaned on him so hard. Like, they it is my same problem. They tried too hard to make him the mascot of the series. Yeah. Exactly. It is my same problem with Frozen in general where it's just like, it's a fine movie, but overexposure has kind of made me hate it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, can, I can see I'm, that. That's I'm fucking tired of it. <laughs> Thankfully, Frozen 2 seemed to not do very well in terms of that. Like, it's a, it did fine. Yeah. But I feel like average, Frozen fever has faded. Um... But yeah, enough about Olaf. I'm here. I'm here for these little, these little terrible tots as they <laughs> do slapstick cartoon stuff to fool everyone into thinking uh, there's a bear in the house, and they lead all of the lords and these dudes yeah. up to the roof of the tower and lock them up there. Yeah, this was also a really <laughs> fun scene. Like one of them has a frog on his yeah. stick to make a bear-looking shadow. The other one's yeah. growling into a pot. Yeah, also, the, there's a maid character. Uh, I don't forget her name. She's mostly an avenue for boob jokes. Yeah. Um, I keep forgetting I forget, that she talks, but she does talk like three or four times. She has a name, too. I've, it's something with an M. I can't really remember. It's Maudie. Like, Maudie, yeah, Maudie. Maudie sees Eleanor Bear and freaks the fuck out, which is why Fergus knows there's a bear. Yeah. Um, so she's freaking out on like the, the scullery cellar or whatever. And that's sort of the last place you need to go to get Eleanor out of the castle. And so one of the triplets puts a cooked chicken on his head. Yeah! Goes down into the oven and starts, like, walking Whoa. around, which causes Maudie to freak out again. Um, which gives them enough time to escape. And so, yeah, they have locked all of the lords up there. And because they're like, who closed the door behind yeah. us? Oh, but and, in, a moment, uh, I think it's, in a moment of uh, foreshadowing, the kids do notice the cake still sitting out in the open. Yeah. Okay, so first, like, yeah, Ding. I think it's Dingwall who says, "I I left a stick propping it up," and you see one of the kids <laughs> just dropping, dropping a stick. She's like, "Oh, well, I'll do it." Should have done more than uh, a yeah, stick, but, man. But, but Merritt is like, "All right, thank you so much for your help. You know, as a reward, you could just eat anything in here. Just have anything you want." And of course, they all uh, go to that delicious-looking cake, <laughs> which is sitting out there on the table again. Can you blame them? Yeah, again. To be fair, this thing does look good. Right? So they are at a castle <laughs> and there's a bit where 
you have we, we see what happened to all the dudes they they managed to climb down from the tower using a you know the old the old sheet rope tripper they didn't use sheets they didn't have any bed sheets <laughs> no they used their kilts which is revealed in a great moment where all right time to go back in the castle and everyone walks away and there's just a parade of man ass yeah butt cheeks for days it's fucking hilarious listen butts are still funny i don't know what to tell you <laughs> um so we're we're in the, we're we're kind of we are like going through the uh the forest here right where she 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 brings her mom to the standing stones and is like, all right the wisps are going to show up any minute now here wisp, 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 wisp. They don't show up. And so Merida basically says, all right, no, it's fine. I remember where this was. I can just go. F- I can find it myself. I don't need the wisps. And she does find the, the, the cabin. Yeah. She does find the hovel. Um, but it's basically abandoned. It's empty except for a cauldron. Totally Which not she, ominous. She, I do like Yeah, the... she keeps trying to do the. Yeah, she keeps trying to do the thing where she. All right. I, I, she tells her mom, oh, no, it's fine. I know how to do this. She goes outside, snaps her fingers and opens the door again. But of course. Nothing. She can't do the thing. Um, and she walks in and a Rube Goldring machine causes well first a knife to be thrown at her head sure. but also the cauldron activates um, and it's like I said it's basically the witch's answering machine she has gone to the Wicker Man festival that was it I knew it was some kind of festival I forgot what she said um, so she's gonna she's gonna be burning <laughs> the, Nicolas Cage not the bees yeah so she's gonna be having a great time and but she's yeah i'm gonna be out uh she pour in one of these vials if you need assistance uh pour yeah vial one to for all this a vial vial three if you're that red-haired girl (laughs) vial four if you would like to speak to a live homunculus which i wish they did i want to speak to a live homunculus yeah um i do Um, like the detail do what i said settle down there edward okay (laughs) I do like the detail, though, of, uh, what was it, Vial 2 for Gaelic? Yes, Vial 2, if you hear this in Gaelic. So she pours the, the through Vial in, and basically the witch says, oh, yeah. So w- when Merida left, the witch was saying something about, oh, I just remember something with a spell, but then she disappears. Nah. Um, so she says, I finally remembered <laughs> something about the spell. <clears throat> so uh this on the second sunrise after the spell is cast it will be permanent so hopefully you found this pretty quick yeah so hopefully you have already dealt with whatever you need to deal with um and Meredith's like oh fuck no 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 we didn't do nothing but then she's like all right but here's here's how you undo the spell and she does like the ominous prophecy voice and, and she says um it, it even turns red which is hilarious yes she says, fate be changed, look inside, mend the bond torn by pride. And Merida, you know, she's she's kind of a hard-headed girl. She doesn't really understand metaphors yet, so she doesn't really get it. Um, she, do- she hasn't had the bonus of having seventh grade English reading class. Yeah, it's and she like says it twice, but Meredith's like, "No, I need I need her to tell me how to do this in like five distinct steps. I need an instruction." Guide. <laughs> so she just starts pouring all of the fucking vials in there, and it, it the uh, the the cottage explodes, non lethally. Thankfully, yeah. it just magically explodes everything. So they kind of bit like 
so Merida is like, well, well I'm sorry. Uh, we'll, we'll fix this. It'll be fine. Everything's... We've got plenty of time. It's only a day and a half. Uh, All you gotta do is sneak back into the castle and <laughs> get the tapestry. Yeah, she, she eventually decides, like, okay. Clearly... Or she actually doesn't decipher it yet. She deciphers it later. She doesn't actually know that the, it's the tapestry yet because so they build oh, this right. makeshift shack or shelter to hide from the rain. So next morning, and uh, Eleanor is is still trying to carry on as normal <laughs> and basically trying to make a a, a, a breakfast at the table. Um, and Meredith's like, "That's oh, well, this is wonderful, Mom. Uh, you know, those are um, those are." Nightshade berries. And your mom's like, yes, they're delicious. Pretty, and they're poisonous. Oh, <laughs> and she spits it out, and she starts chugging water. And and Meredith's like, you know that water, a lot of worms Ugh. in it. <laughs> and so she spits out the water too. Um, and Meredith's like, all right, listen, do you, I I know a thing or two about the woods. I know how to feed us. All right, so she goes and and shoots a fish with an arrow. And it's like, all right, breakfast is served. And she holds the, the still living fish up to her mom, <laughs> who is a bear. And she's like, all right, take go to town. No. And Eleanor's like, no. I don't want to. Clearly, I, I, cannot, I cannot eat a raw fish. I will uh, require you to uh, <laughs> cook that first. So she does. She roasts it a little bit. And it's like, all right, eat it now. Um, so Eleanor likes it and requests two more fish. Yeah, she, she eats it in a very beastly manner. Um she takes a dainty bite with a fork first and then devours the whole <laughs> she fish. She decides, oh, fuck it. So Merida gets two more fish for her. She also eats them. Uh, so one thing about this movie, it's not a musical. It does have these little musical interludes with some very some very pleasant sounding yeah. songs. I like these um, songs. I forgot her name, but the artist that uh, sings these songs, she is like an actual Scottish musician. She normally does her singing in Gaelic, of course, but they had her oh. do it in English for obvious reasons here. I would have. I kind of would have liked all of the songs to be. Yeah, in I feel Gaelic. like that could have been a neat I touch, mean, or at least to. I wonder if they're. I wonder if she recorded them in gay, like on like as like a soundtrack yeah. thing. So, yeah, she eventually Eleanor is convinced to do the thing where that bears do, where they catch the salmon jumping in the the river and eat them. Um, and she's getting really good at it, maybe too good at it. Um. Because after she's had her fill, she sort of walks off on all fours into the woods. Merida goes after her, and Merida has been really enjoying her mom kind of loosening up and doing bear stuff. She thinks it's very funny. But when she goes to, to kind of get her mom, she turns around, and well, I really like the effect of, like... So, normally, Eleanor ha still has her normal human eyes as a bear, or, like, not necessarily human eyes, but, like anthropomorphic eyes yeah. right um as we see her turning into more and more of a bear as time goes on whenever she is in full bear mode she has the eyes of a bear just normal big big pupils no like human sort of eyes there it's a it's a neat effect it's kind of and it's creepy when it needs to yeah be. and it's it's i do like that they like do this a couple times instead of just waiting until the final time yeah <clears throat> and so the eleanor at first all you know bear eleanor almost takes a swipe at merida but she wakes up just in time and merida realizes okay we need to figure this out 
because you are sort of slipping into more and more of being a bear. So the wisps reappear. Yeah, finally. And Eleanor tries catching them like yeah, because bears are cats. So I, I forgot to mention, you know, for the most part, you know, so we all know animated horses are basically dogs for the most Which part. Which I like that um, they did not do with um, Angus in this one. There was a very brief moment of dog-like behavior when he was rolling around on the grass. But other than that, he's pretty horse-like. Yeah. So they follow these these wisps. Eventually, Meredith's like, all right, stop. Matt, Mom, stop trying to catch them. That's not how it works. you got to follow them. <laughs> so they follow the wisps deep into the forest and eventually come across a ruined castle on a cliff. Shrouded in fog, spooky stuff. Um, Merida falls on a hole yeah. and realizes that this is the castle of the fallen prince from the stories of the ancient kingdom. Uh, and this is where she she sees a, like a big carving that has been split, uh, separating him from the other three princes, yeah. and she realizes, oh shit, that clue, you know. Mend the terror broken, uh, torn by pride or whatever. That we got to fix the tapestry. That's clearly what it means. Yeah, that's why he could never uh, get back. He couldn't fix rocks. Which <laughs> you can't sew back rocks. <laughs> but, they, but but it does also have her she, like she, looking around like, wait a minute, a broken thing, strength of ten men, a bunch of skeletons. Yeah, Fuck. yeah. There's a lot of bones. There is a lot of bones down here. Like you see a few when she first enters the castle, but as soon as she gets into this into this sunken throne room here, there's skulls all over the goddamn yeah, place. Just a carpet of bones. Yeah, and she and she realizes, wait a minute, oh that's uh, that prince is more due, oh, and shit. then he appears. Oh shit, that was real. That was real. That was real. That was real. Yeah, it was real. That is actually real. More due is fucking here, and they uh, they managed to to run. They like they escape from Mordu, and they they kind of rearrive at the Standing Stones, almost as if they were guided there by some kind of magic. And also, I really I really like the way magic is like deployed. Yeah, in like, this movie, it's all very mysterious and unknowable. Yeah, and like it does a thing, not just whatever we needed to at the moment. Which I mean, there's a little bit of that. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's a very sort of it's a it's a very Gaelic sort of mood of, of magic. These will-o'-wisps and, and deals with witches and whatnot. Um, so they, they, they decide it's time for them to go back into the castle. And we find the castle in a state of alert. All of the guards are wandering around armed because diplomacy has sort of broken yeah. down. Um, yeah. <laughs> The Great Hall, everyone's <laughs> hiding behind a table and, and yelling at each other about how they fucking suck. The, the four armies have met in the cafeteria. Yeah. There's a great line where Fergus is like, none of you fuckers, slimy little shitbag of a sons are worth my daughter anyway. Fuck you. She's right. Um, except, you know, except, except uh, MacGuffin. That boy's all Yeah, right. I feel He's like that'd be okay. Kid. He's just a good lad. We like young He's MacGuffin. Just, 
he's just a big boy. Um, yeah, but I do like, you know, the gag with him, we already said he has an extremely thick accent, but I always love whenever they do it, it just cuts to everyone else looking really confused. Like, even, like yeah, even his dad, like, it'd be one thing if, like, even his, his dad. dad was the same way or something, but, like, no, it's just... It's just him. Everyone just, like, sort of looking around, like, what the fuck did he just they, say? I think they literally even have, um, I think Matt, the Macintosh son, when, or after he said something here in a minute, just be like, dude, I have no idea. So... Yeah, they they need to sneak through all this mess to get up to Merida's room to fix the tapestry. <laughs> I fucking love this. And Eleanor realizes, yeah, she can pose as stuffed bears to sort of sneak her way upstairs as long as Merida draws everyone's attention. Yeah, look, and so, luckily for Eleanor, there are like thirty other bears in this room, so no one will notice. Yeah, one guy gets almost suspicious, but he gets uh, distracted by the promise of yeah. booze. So. <laughs> But yeah, Merida walks into the center of all of this bullshit, and is like, alright, everyone calm down, I, I have come to talk. Um, and, and she sort of, you know, apologizes about all of, the, all of the stuff that went down, and she's about to recant and say, I accept the betrayal, but then she notices her mom, who has like, she's very, she's clearly extremely proud of Merida being able to do this sort of queenly diplomacy in her own way because she also screams at all of them to yeah, shut up that w- like her dad yeah, does. that was another thing I mean, yeah that was another another thing i really liked is this movie does a really good job of making merida like a pretty even mix of both parents yeah and so but before she can like say that and basically recant all of her you know go into this marriage with this slack-jawed idiot um <laughs> She notices her mom, like, you know, pantomiming. No, 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 you don't have to do that. No, no, no. So she eventually, she just, she's like, you don't need to do this. We can do something else. And so Merida announces that actually she's been talking with the queen. And they have both decided that the best course of action is to abolish the betrothal system. Which comes as a shock to everyone in the room. But she has the stage of like, listen, all this sort of stuff, wouldn't it be better if everyone came to find love in their own time? Which is very much like, why didn't anyone in medieval times think of this? How strange. Well, nah. you know, it's always a bit more complicated than that. But she's basically like, I, I simply think we should not uh, have arranged marriages. And the queen also thinks that. And everyone's like, well, uh, what I like is that all of the sons also yeah. agree. Um, Which I, I, and, and young Dingwall has his first lines <laughs> where he's like, you know, dad, I didn't really want to marry this lady. This is your idea. <laughs> I didn't even want to go. I wanted to go yeah, to this, Disneyland. And then, yeah, I want, I want, to, and then God, I want to go somewhere and then God else. God bless him. Young MacGuffin gives, I'm sure what is a heartwarming speech. But everyone's just like, yeah, bro, for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Absolutely. <laughs> so they all, away, decide, they all decide. <laughs> they all decide to celebrate by uh she Merida's is the one who's like, Alright, let's all go celebrate by breaking open King Fergus's like vintage <laughs> yeah, wine the, cast. The royal and, stash. Yeah, and and Fergus is like it leans over to to Maudie and goes yeah, get the, the uh, glasses. get the small get the small glasses. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna agree to this. Hold up. 
so she uh, she she goes up to the tapestry to her room. Eleanor's already there, and they're like, "All right, we need to find needle and thread." So they go and try and find needle and thread, but uh, eventually, Eleanor like loses her her mind again when she encounters a bowl of apples yeah. and goes bear mode again, which is a re- real bad timing. Um, so. Fergus at the same time is going up to Eleanor's room to to say like oh what a you you, you I I'm glad you two reconciled you did a fine job I'm proud of both of you, and he enters in, and of course the place is in ruins because of the the whole transformation scene earlier. So he finds you know a bunch of shit smashed up, uh, her dress torn to shreds, window broken and shit, and he comes to the fairly reasonable conclusion that a uh, bear has killed her. <laughs> um, like, you know, normally I feel, you know, the third act turn of, ah, a, 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 a misunderstanding leads all the conflict is kind of not done really well. This one makes perfect sense. Like, come on. it's This situation obviously is not something that could be resolved so simply because it's insane. Yeah, so, so Fergus storms into Meredith's room, sees a bear um and his first instinct is all right time to kill it merida tries telling him no that's eleanor that's your wife but he's like that's no what are you talking about um and he uh he ends up trying to fighting eleanor eleanor smacks him around ends up wounding merida and this is kind of what brings Eleanor back to her senses, where she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. No, no, no. I've done a very bad thing. So she flees the castle. Um, she runs into the other lords, who all chase after her. Fergus still doesn't believe Merida about Eleanor being turned into a bear and locks her in her room for her own safety before going out to kill the bear. Now... Here is where the triplets become plot relevant once more. <laughs> so he gives the key to Maudie, uh, and, and Merida's trying to to guilt Maudie into releasing her, right? Then she uh, she sees three shapes coming out of the shadows, and it's three little cubs, and immediately <laughs> Merida realizes what has occurred. And she's like... Oh, God damn it. Uh, Maudie is terrified, of course, because there are three bear cubs standing here. But there's a really there's a really moment where Merida, just, she has her moment where it's like, God damn it, not you two. And she glances between them and Maudie. Are you fucking kidding me? Maudie has, Maudie throws, uh, drops the key down her cleavage. To be honest, Maudie's seen some shit at this point. She's seen some shit. And then Merida just, like, looks at the, the troops and goes, get the key. And Maudie runs away screaming. Oh God! Or Maudie needs to get like sever or get the hazard pay. She needs some early retirement. Yeah, this all this all is shit. Um, this was not in her job description. Yeah. So they they chase her through the through the castle. They eventually, like I said, the series pretty body a little bit for a Pixar film anyway. So I mean you're not wrong. They uh they eventually like corner her in in, in the cellars and but she counts like hey, there's only two of you here. Where's the third one? And the third one is suspended from the ceiling and 
Bungie drops into her boobs to get the key. <laughs> Which, of course, you don't see, but you see the other two reacting to it. Right. They can't actually show it, because, you know, no. children. They did show a lot of man-ass, though. Um, this is true. Oh, God, the whole feast your eyes thing. Yeah, well, they all there was also just bare man-ass when they made that kilt rope to get down from the tower. Well, I mean, if you're going to go when through the they're going to be bare yeah. man-ass. Yep. So they they get out and and Merida grabs the tapestry. She like sews it up, you know, poorly, but you know she does sew it up. And she rides out with the triplets to uh, to to stop all this. So we 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 get to the standing stones. Um, Eleanor runs there. The men catch up with her and, and kind of start. They, they they throw ropes around her, they start going to, to kill her, but then Merida this is actually this is super cool. Merida like shoots the sword out of her dad's hand and gets between him and the bear. And she's like, You need to believe me, this is out this is your wife. Um and she's he's just like, Get out of the way, Mer- Merida and then she like she does in fact clash swords with him briefly. It's fucking cool. She's a badass. He is and uh eventually she uh mordu also arrives here right as fergus begins to believe her mordu shows up and of course draws all the aggro of all the dudes immediately i still think um, that he like basically sold or bought the spell for a mahogany cheese board he did yeah, I mean, I guess it worked out. No, it's mentioned though at the beginning he, you know, wanted the strength of ten men, and a mahogany cheese board was thrown in. Yep, yeah, it's it a little bonus. Um, I kind of wish we saw a cheese board in his in his ruined castle somewhere. I wonder somewhere, if that is somewhere yeah. in the background, or like in the credits, so, like somewhere, just have it like as a little stinger or just like a little Easter egg. Yeah, so Mordu just starts wiping the floor with everyone. All of these dudes are no match for him. He's tossing them around like ragdolls, slamming them against standing stones and whatnot. Um, Eleanor eventually breaks free to have a good old-fashioned bear fight as soon as Merida is, like, about to have her head eaten by the big demon bear. I don't know if we ever really described Mordu visually. He's a pretty scary bear. He's, like, fuck off huge. I mean, he's got one good eye. He clearly has, like, weapons stuck in him yeah he's got a a bear patch of uh, like hide all of all the skin is is sort of showing and there's just swords and spears just stuck in him from where yeah Uh, he's he's genuinely probably one of the more frightening disney slash pixar villains yeah and you know talking about mordu as a villain because he's he's not really like a class he's not really a villain he's a villain in this kind of the same way the Carnotaurs from um, Dis- uh, Dinosaur are sort of where he's he is an animal. However, well, I mean, because the Carnotaurs, it was in their nature, but him, it's basically yeah. it's implied that he was a prince and just wanted power. Now, granted, a little yeah. bit of a power hungry prince, but he didn't. But now do he this is to become evil. No, he didn't. He he what he was like. It it is it is he his role is much more of a thematic foil where it's like Merida. Is, is is almost, you know, almost doing the same thing for very different reasons, but still, yeah, yeah somewhat selfish. But for her, it is it is about personal power and her, and controlling her own fate. I can't even 
for selfish though, because like with him, yeah. Mordu did it because he was mad that the kingdom was split up equally, which is what should yes. have happened. Merida is like, I don't want to get married yeah. off to somebody. No, I don't I, yeah, know. no, she she is right. She is correct. However, the 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 kind of base impetus behind the actions are sort of similar, so but Mordu is of course. Yeah, Mordu is of course the dark side of that where he 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 is only doing it for personal gain Mordu, i think is almost what merida or what could have happened to merida yeah she not been able to change her fate yeah Sorry, I know that where and he was unable to and eventually be he like Mordu the bear is not like he's he's not a big evil bear he is a big evil bear but he's also just a bear he is just a particularly aggressive bear so i will say this is probably the creepiest or the most freaky bear i've seen since fox in the hand oh, yeah. that bear was pretty fucking scary too well, he did yeah. the so, witch did say he asked for the strength of 10 men so he is probably supposed to be like supernaturally strong but aside from that yeah yeah he is he is he is a big bear but to be fair Bears are already fuck that off. That is strong. true. That that could have been her way of making him this, as strong as ten men. It was like, okay, you have the strength they of are, one bear. They are <laughs> basically furry tanks. Well, and I found <laughs> it kind of funny that this is something I think I just found it randomly on Reddit. But like, you know, he's a big black bear, and traditionally black bears are normally one of the less aggressive bears. It's grizzlies that'll fuck you up. Ah, okay. Yeah. But I imagine black bears are probably the ones found on Scotland, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, I think grizzlies like, are a... Well, this is like, a, it's not a black bear. He's a bear that happens to be black. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it looks cool. It does. Um, well, because everybody yeah. knows black is bad. Black means antagonist and bad guy. But he and Eleanor are fighting. And but, eventually but, Eleanor but, Eleanor is losing. Um but she eventually for like what a day yeah yeah and mordu is a big fucking huge demon bear but eventually she sees that one of the standing stones is beginning to crumble oh yeah Um, and well it was also because i think that was the one that he he like accidentally ran into earlier in the movie i think so um and so she basically just like pins him up against it and starts slamming him against it to, to sort of knock it down even further. Meaning um, to the term Mother Bear or Mama Bear. Yes. Yeah. She is she is going full Mama Bear here. And she eventually gets it to fall on him and crush him, uh, killing him. And there's this interesting bit where the, the spirit of the prince yeah. kind of uh, rises up from the, the bear's corpse and gives them both like a nod of like, you know, thank you for freeing me from that. Thanks, guys. From from my yeah, own punishment. Like he was trapped within the bear. Like he wasn't necessarily the bear. His consciousness was trapped in the bear. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, his soul. His soul was yeah. The bear. Like I guess, kind of like when this wasn't the, the bear. result that he wanted. Because like they mentioned before that like the one, some of his first victims were his own brothers. Yes. Like as much as he wanted like, the land, I'm pretty sure he didn't want to actually kill his brothers. He just wanted power. Yeah, it was. There's also a really quick. There's a quick shot earlier when Merida realizes uh, the, what is going on in the castle ruin. She finds where we see him splitting the the stone carving with an axe, and he like turns his head, and his head becomes a bear's head, and it's kind of a cool yeah. shot. Very brief, right? But very stylish. Uh, but yeah, so he he is freed from this like prison of his own making basically yeah um but we still have one more person to free from being a bear here so a little bit more of a pressing matter uh, 
Merida wraps her in the tapestry, thinking, okay, well, clearly this is what it was. This is what it, uh, you know, I, I, mend, I mended the, the bond that pride has torn. Uh, and, and the sun is rising, and there's this, it's this neat effect of the, the sun slowly yeah. lighting up the stones and, like, crawling over the shadow as as time runs out. And Merida is freaking out, like, I, I didn't, I thought this would fix it. I, I fixed the tapestry. What else do I need to do? And Eleanor eventually just becomes a bear. Like, her, her humanity disappears Yeah, she's again. gone for, like, a minute. Um, she's in the sunken place. Yeah. Yep, and pretty damn close like, to death almost. Well, death in the loose sense. Well, yeah, this scene was like this scene is really quite something. It really, I don't know, this one really got to me, where oh, she yeah. is uh, hugging the bear and just begging for her mom back. I'm not gonna lie, just I'll, y'all know what happened last year. That part it made me tear up, and I had to walk away yeah. from the movie for a bit. Yeah, I was kind of wondering. <laughs> yeah. Right up there with turning red, it it kind of it made me have feels. <laughs> there is a bit also where Fergus looks at this, and I, there there's it's like this thing where he's like slowly, like it's this really good silent acting, but where you know he knows that like I am gonna have to kill this bear, like I can't let this run around. Uh, eventually, something might happen. It'll it'll like swipe at someone, and the, it, there's that horrible weight over him as yeah, well. Yeah, because. But thankfully, because it does seem at this point, I guess he has finally like started to believe. Yeah, yeah. he knows. He realizes. Um, he realized right before Mordu showed was, up. Yeah. But then that that whole situation was more pressing. Uh, um, so, oh, there's also I forgot to mention. Also, there's a very cool bit where Mer- the, the way Merida like disarms him is by slicing off his wooden yeah. leg, which is cool. I mean, go she's for cool. it. It's a weak shot. Go for it. She's she's a badass. Um, Meredith gives it, or Meredith but, gives it. No, yeah, the whole like her she, just constantly losing and grabbing new weapons. That was fucking awesome. She improvises. Eleanor returns, <laughs> and of course, the the bond that the pride tour wasn't the tapestry. It was figurative. It was the the relationship between her and her mother. The bond and <laughs> everything is back. And it is brave act Mer- three return of the queen. Yeah, yeah, and Merida, uh-huh. someone, of course, Fergus hugs them all, and, and <laughs> Merida, I think Fergus is like, or Merida's hugging his mom, like, mom, you're fucking naked yeah. as shit. <laughs> um, she's very embarrassed. The twins are also all naked as shit, but that's fine. They're babies. They're, they're yeah. Uh, and all is well. So they like, <laughs> uh, we, we get our we get our ending here. All of the clans are leaving. You know, uh, happy. There was there was also a scene I forgot to mention earlier where like Merida kind of causes all of them to reconcile their differences by reminding them of the the bonds they forged in battle and all of the unforgettable deeds they've done for yeah. one another. Like, yeah, come on, guys, stop fighting. You guys, you guys each other. So they're all leaving. No one is betrothed to anyone. Um, and yeah, like we see an immediate change in Eleanor's design yeah. instead of the tight, tightly wound braids and the extremely restrictive medieval dresses with the tiara, which, which she actually left behind in the forest. Yeah. I don't think they ever went back um, for it. They, she is wearing her hair loose. She's wearing the, the long loose gowns like Merida does. And she is riding along with her daughter across the cliffs as, as Merida, uh, 
delivers the final uh, lines here, which are, there are those who say fate is something beyond our command, that <laughs> destiny is not our own, but I know better. Our fate lives within us, and you only have to be brave enough to see it. Credits! Oh, wait, no. The, have, we do have I'm going to have Vince listen to this episode when we're done, just so I can get his judgment on your accent. On my flawless Scottish accent, yeah. I'm going, no, I'm dead serious. I'm going, when this episode goes up, I'm going to get his opinion. I'll be like, look, just listen to the beginning and listen to the end. To be fair, the beginning was go- me going very, very arch, very cartoony. Um, that one was more me more trying to do a Scottish accent. Um, exactly, he can weigh the two. See, that's it. There's also a stinger we mentioned that I didn't see because I didn't really expect it to have a post credit. <laughs> we scene. do also have a shot at the end <laughs> of. To be fair, though, Nero, it's Pixar. They usually have, or a lot of the times, and some of them they have yeah, a little. They usually, usually, sometimes they do. I guess that's true. They usually. You know, like I feel point, like this was. Well, like, okay, with their older ones, they did. Because remember, it used to be the yeah. outtakes, like Toy Story, Bugs Life. I wish they would bring back the outtakes. Miss I miss the outtakes. Those. Yeah. Yeah. I still love. So... I still love Barbie from Toy Story. Uh, was it Toy Story two or three? The it's yeah, two. two yeah, yeah. bye bye. Are they gone now? Also, yep. fun fact that Songo from the Inuyasha anime. No, Kelly Sheridan. Huh. Yeah, Kelly Sheridan. So, uh, yeah, that's brave. Good movie. Yeah, it was good. I good was, ass I, movie. I, you know, I wanted <laughs> good to see something I hadn't seen before, and I, I was happy with it. Except for the sni- I was not expecting the sniffles, but I still like the movie. Oh, yeah. Well, that's Pixar. You got to expect to be emotionally slapped upside the head at least once. Through, well, I mean, yeah. We, got we do. We oh, have we, so many do we have any on Twitter? We did not have any on Twitter. All right. Well, we got a good few on uh, on Discord. Yeah. Starting with Casey. Thank you for uh, reminding me since I forgot what day it was. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think Casey said they forgot. Oh no, wait. It's further up. You're right. You're right. She asks <clears throat> if you had the chance <laughs> to change your fate, <laughs> would you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think I just beat a little. Oh my god! If I could. <laughs> she also asks what our favorite Scottish Twitter post. Uh, I don't remember Scottish and Twitter anymore. I, I, don't I don't know. Love oh, Scottish, Scottish Twitter. Twitter. Oh my god! And I know. Oh, I know the one. I've got to find it. Here, y'all answer. I got to find my, the Scottish Twitter. Hang on. I don't remember on. any of them now. God, there's so many. I know what my favorite one is. Hang on. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna read. I got I got. Uh, there's so many good ones. Oh, I found it. I think it's this one uh, from at, at Can I Swim uh, Sheep on, on Scottish Twitter, where it says, You ever want to just wrap yourself up in tinfoil nice and cozy and then just fucking get yourself right into the microwave and blow yourself the fuck up? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, what? I've been there. Okay. So I found my favorite one, but Nero, if it's okay with you, I'm going to send it to you just because I want to hear you read it because I could not do <laughs> yes. the accent justice. Of course. So I am P- I'm PMing it to you on Discord right now. Hang on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is my favorite Scottish <laughs> oh my Twitter. God. Okay, I found one that I like. It's not from Scottish Twitter, but it's relating to Scotland. <clears throat> All right. You don't know what fun is until you witness a drunk on the Edinburgh of Glasgow train screaming, I fucking hate it, jokes. <laughs> while angrily circling a hairbrush that's been dropped on the floor. It's pretty good. That's be one of my Nero, if you wouldn't mind, I put mine in, in our chat. Yep. Yeah, yeah, here's here's Stevens. Why are you baby's sleepy shit? Like, you're in big, aren't you? 
As you do, he cunt's gonna be like, hey, Moira, you sport me, I'm on the protein. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> oh, Lord. I fell over and hit something. I think, this is, the, I think this is the episode that breaks us, y'all. <laughs> <sighs> Wonderful. It's, uh, I love it. Just like a, just a great, just a great, great time. Uh, um, uh, deep sea that. Uh, deep Sea asks... Okay, there was a song released around the time Brave came out that was like this crooning guy singing Brave, Brave. <laughs> and for the life of me, I can never find it because Brave's song doesn't bring up good results. I, You'll ever have troubles like that? I forgot to listen see, to it, but I think I may have now, found it. Way, I don't know that. See, I hear this movie and I think, and I know it didn't come out around the same time, but I think the Sarah Bareilles song Brave, which is really catchy. Yeah, I've never heard of this crooning guy singing. Brave. I haven't either. I, I forgot to listen to it. I'm kind of so. scared to look now, though, because like when Deep Sea says it doesn't bring up good results, I'm like that can be taken a number of ways. It. <laughs> I, I. I think they mean like yeah, I couldn't find it because there's a bunch of songs with Brave in yeah. the title. Yeah, but knowing our listener base, I'm also hesitant. That's also fair. I forgot to listen to it, so I don't know if this really is the right song, but it came out in, like, March of 2013, so this might be. I googled Man Singing Brave, and uh, (laughs) the first result is Josh Groban actually has a song just called Brave, so maybe. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. That's probably it. He is a crooner. (laughs) He is. That makes a lot more sense. That's probably it. As far as have you ever Um, had troubles like that, I once, back when we were still working in the office, so, like, (laughs) over a year ago, I once had the tune of that song to Tequila. Like um, I had the. It's been two years. At this yeah, point. right. I had I had a shift on a Saturday, so there was like nobody else in the office. I had uh, the tune for that song Tequila stuck in my head, but I couldn't remember the name <laughs> of the song. <laughs> and you can't just the one that. And the, you can't just Google da 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 da. Yeah. Okay. So that that Tequila. Oh God! Tequila. I can imagine having that in your head I, all day during what, one of our. Things. What I had oh, to God. do was on one of my breaks, I recorded myself singing the dot da 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 part, and sent that to a friend of mine. Like, dude, I know I know this song, but I can't fucking think of it. <laughs> now you just do that to me with hit songs. He does. No, Nero. He seriously does. He will like find songs. What was it? Coco Melon yeah. that you listened Coco to? Yeah, Coco Melon. He's like, will I know this song. Your brain. What is this song? And he'll send it. Yeah, and then he sends it to me, and he and I'm like, give me five seconds. I'm like, oh, it's this, or oh, it's head, shoulders, knees, and toes. And he's like, god damn it. Yeah, they have. Yeah. They have a whole thing like ten dinosaurs in the gym, and I was like, I know, I know this tune. So I sent her the video, and she's like, oh yeah, that's head, shoulders, knees, and toes. And I was like, god damn it. Oh, to be fair, I had to, I like know. I had to listen to it and start humming it, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I I get songs stuck in my head a lot. I never get annoying songs stuck in my head. I, lucky. I don't really remember the last time. For me, it's like if I'm just passively doing something. Like I told Steven yesterday before I went to go pick up my nephew, I randomly had a Hanson song pop in oh, my head. Oh, yeah, you I did. Like I did, but it was like a song that I hadn't listened to in like years. And some it was like I started humming it. And then I was like, wait, why is this in my head? And then I'm like, mm-ba. why am I singing it? How do I know these words? No, it wasn't. Ba. It actually wasn't Mbop. It was from uh, there this time around record. Not after that. That's like the only song but, I have um, now. It's like the one song that everybody knows with Hanson. But no, this was like two albums later. Oh. But if I, but like if I'm trying to focus on something, like it came up in my Facebook memories. When I was trying to do my training at Regions, I randomly got the fucking Narwhal song stuck in my head for like a week. I don't know what that is. 
Narwhals, narwhals, swimming through the ocean. Right, yeah, the, cl- the classic. Uh, I'll send it to you later. YouTube Steven. animation. Of course you will. So, Sidebon like... asks, "Oh, are we still talking about narwhals?" <laughs> oh, no, I was gonna say, it's like for me, it seems like the more I'm trying to concentrate on a on a task, the more annoying the song is. That's gonna get stuck in. My oh yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, for me, I listen. I listen to podcasts a lot at work, so I usually don't get things stuck yeah, in same. my head because I I'm. I mean, that's, fair. that's that sort of wriggling through my brain and, and expunging all that. Um, Sidemon asks, you know, uh, y'all got fun family stories since I'm part Scottish. Go off. Queen. <laughs> um, I mean, like what brand of fun family stories like, is my big yeah. question? Fun stories, but nothing to do with like Scottish. You know, I think we have Scottish somewhere like way back in the family tree. I don't remember if I do. I don't think I do. I have nothing. I have no fun family stories about. I know the you time know. my dad gave my mom a heart attack at the Grand Canyon. What? So, oh, mom and dad, for their anniversaries, once Haley and I got old enough, is they would go out for, like, a va- they would take a vacation for, like, a week for their anniversaries, and I would watch Haley, because at the time I wasn't going to school, I was working, so it was, we were old enough to be left on our own. You know, they left us money for food, I was working, so that helped, too, and we and we liked it, too, because, hey, they got a vacation away from kids, we got the house to ourselves for a week, we loved it. You were 10 and she was 3, but, I got it. <laughs> But no, anyway, they went to, they were like out near Vegas one year. Oh no! And they went, they went to the Grand Canyon, and there's a spot because you know, they had they did the whole thing with the guides that take you out. Like I think they even went like on the donkeys or the mules or whatever up and down. So it was really cool. But there's a spot for photo ops. Oh no! And the gu- the guides help you, but basically you get you go over the main ledge, the main edge of the cliff, and there's a ledge right below it. That's like super narrow, but if you stand there and peek over the top, it literally looks like you're hanging off the side of the canyon. And my mom, who was the sane person in the family, was like, "Nope, no thank yeah, you." No she's thanks. like me; she doesn't do. Well, she's like me; she doesn't do heights. Dad is like, "Yeah, let's do it." And of course, they have a guide there with you Sir. the whole time, making sure you don't fall. But the whole time he's doing this, like looking like he's hanging off the side. Our mom is off to the side, going, "Get up here! You have children." <laughs> <laughs> And so, and we've seen the picture. He's just standing there, grinning like an idiot. And mom was like, "Yeah, Asshole. I'm off. The, I'm out of view with the camera, yelling at him to get his ass back up here." He's like, "I." She was like, "You have two daughters at home. What am I going to tell them that their dad was being an idiot?" And later, when we heard the story, we were like, "Actually, that's about par for the course for our family." So let's see. Next question. I don't have any stories like that, okay, unfortunately. I, I can't conjure one on short notice without oh, a theme. Um. I have. I got. I got a short. Oh, I have a short one. My family has historically had terrible luck with camping. We can never have a successful camping trip. Like ninety-seven oh, no. percent of the time, it rains and it's so hard that we have to go home. One time, I broke my ankle, but we just we still did the full camping trip. Um, it was a small break. My dad assumed it was a sprain, and we were only there over like Labor Day weekend. But oh, <laughs> once, so not, like, not like a week long trip. No, 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 no. It, it, okay but no so the the funniest of them is uh we had a trip when my dad was married to his second wife where we planned we were going to be there for like two three days um me my dad sean my, that's my brother and then my stepbrother at the time kyle all went up and then ashley his wife at the time was going to join us like late that night slash the next morning because she was a nurse and was working a late shift that that she couldn't get out right. of well <laughs> In the time that we were there without her, 
as it was getting closer to dark, uh, my dad decided, you know, just camping tradition, tell scary stories. Uh, I was right. somewhere in my mid-teens around this point, and Kyle was like four years younger than me. So he was like at most probably about 10. He got spooked. I don't even remember what the ghost story was that my dad told us, but he got spooked so bad <laughs> that he, we had to go home just so that he would be able to feel better. And that destroyed that entire weekend because we couldn't actually do anything. Oh, it's yeah, it's sad. It's fine though. Camping kind of sucks, but that might be colored by the fact that I've never had a successful camping trip. No, there we go. Okay, camping for longer than just overnight sucks. Yeah. Yusuf asks if he could be "quote unquote" cursed into becoming an animal. Which I don't know. Fox. Honestly, bears seem like they have that a good true. life. That is true. If like, I got to be out in the wild, nobody, nobody fucks with you. Sleep all the time. Oh, ooh, eat a lot of berries and fish. Get to sleep for like half the year. Yeah, but when you sleep Fucking... for half the year, you literally have a plug of hair and mucus up your butt that keeps you from pooping till you wake up. I can deal with that. That's fine. That's fine. You know, morning shits are always satisfying, so imagine how satisfying that one Oh my is. god, you like, lose weight. Right, exactly. I'd totally be Fox, because one, small and sneaky. Meh. Two, I could still have fun on a trampoline without risking breaking shit like I'm prone to do. Meh. And three, have you heard a fox scream? I could totally mess with people. No, what does the fox say? The fox, uh, does, so the fox does not say ding, 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 ding. The fox screams and it honestly sounds like if you didn't know what it was and you weren't expecting it it would be like what the fuck <laughs> that's fair like hang hang on no i'm putting i'm actually putting this in the thing right now i am putting it in the mouseketeer chat oh, cool. and i want y'all just give it a quick list i want you to put it just give it a quick listen i'm dropping you it. know foxes foxes and uh mountain lions have very scary i feel oh, like no, i've heard mountain lion scream but oh yeah because they're just like well, ah! Yeah, it like almost yeah. sounds like a person with boxes. You're more like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, there are a lot of stories from like, you know, people uh, hearing what they think is like ghostly, ghostly screams of people being murdered, or like it's a like, woman screaming is what I. Yeah, heard. yeah, it's just yeah. it's just a mountain lion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing Stephen listened to the audio. Yep. Oh, good lord! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Little freaks, people. little fucking freaks. And I would do that like at three a.m. too. I would like get right outside somebody's bedroom window and just go ham. Hey! Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus! Oh, oh, no regrets. Oh my God! Casey asks, "You have gotten a very specific magical specialty. What is it, and what do you do?" With it? Uh, huh. Uh, what is my magical... Sp- obviously coming off of the witch only seeming to do bear things. Uh, you turn, what is... What is my magical Nero? specialty? No, I don't think so. I don't want to encroach on that lady's brand. <laughs> she seems to be doing her own thing. You could do llamas. No, that's also someone else's thing. But she's a cat kind now. Of. She can't do anything about uh-huh. it. Uh, no, in yeah, the second movie, she's but... people again. Yeah, but are we really well, going to no count, one... really count Kronk's yeah, new no group? One... No one cares about Kronk's new group. Get that <laughs> shit out of here. Uh, I mean, hmm. I feel like I would be like a magical mixologist who makes really good drinks that get you really Ooh. fucked up. Oh. But like they taste really good. So in other really stories, Nero's like, my best friend now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. 
fucking jungle. I can conjure jungle juice. There you go. Whatever I want. I think I would honestly channel a different movie. I would be kind of like uh, Julieta from Encanto, Mirabelle's mom. So like, the healing with cooking, because I love cooking. But oh. also, I would also have the side effect of I could totally also just fuck your day up if I wanted to. Well, I'll be I'm like I'm like imagine I'm like the 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 kind bartender who listens to all your problems, but the drink helps you talk through them and learn what to do Ooh. about them. There I'm like go. I can heal, you know, broken bones and bee stings, but also I can give you like Taco Bell red ring of fire shits that last for two weeks. <laughs> I I could be like mag- magical realism cheers. Ooh, no, no, you would be uh oh shit, what's the uh Footloose? Is that the cocktail one? No. Oh, no. damn it. Footloose is dancing. Yeah, Footloose is... Or am I thinking of um, Yeah, that dancing, yeah. It might just be cocktail, yeah. Yeah, that that would be Nero. Nero would be, yeah. Okay, so... You'd be, you'd be behind the bar doing, like, all the fancy, like, tricks and everything with the shaker and the drink. Okay, so what's our magical specialty in relation to Tom Cruise movies? Oh, God. Doing cool stuff. Yeah, right? On couches. On couches. Just running forever. Uh, Infinitely respawning. Like oh, movie. there we go. Live, die, repeat. Um, oh, it's a nightmare. You'd have the ability to do like the Mission Impossible spy drop into any building <laughs> of your choosing at any time. <laughs> I think my magic of choice would not be to conjure couches and shit, but if I could sit on anything and it would become comfortable so that people Ooh. could just see me like, how's that dude lying on, just lying down on a tree stump like that? But it's How the did he comfortable- get on that 30-foot But it's just the comfortableest sit for me that would be great you'd fuck with the people at work you'd go like all the way up to the very top of our work building and just lounge yeah like off the corner just fuck with people all right i'm a comfort witch <sighs> Viralore. oh yeah this one was spoiled if you could change the four realms <laughs> would absolutely you? yes i would uh unmake <laughs> them because as we established the four rounds are just some lady's weird psychosexual playground, and it shouldn't exactly. exist. Let them all just become boys again. Get rid of it. Every time y'all talk about this, I'm just more and more firmly convinced that I'm not watching this. Good. Hold on to that. Furler also asks, if it is possible to easily reverse the effects, do you think that potions that could turn you into an animal would be yes. popular? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Ha- we absolutely. have people who me? dress up like animals now. Exactly. Especially if it could turn you into an anthropomorphic animal, that shit would be all over oh the my place. God. Like the only thing anyone bought. <laughs> I don't think like, come would, on. I don't think we would want the ones that turn you anthropomorphic. I'm like, no, you got to actually go full animal. Uh, depends on my mood. We would we would eventually get there. If we had potions that could turn you into animals, that would eventually be engineered. Yep. Yeah, you're right. As soon as literally as soon as someone says, "I made a potion that can turn you into a bear." There will be a team of scientists working on turn, being able to turn you into a hot bear with big tits. That is how it works. It'll be fucking fun. <laughs> Not even those guys. Those guys are working on like the cat. Girl That's portion. also true. It would be collaborating though. It'd be an arms race. <laughs> um, okay. And finally, another spoilered question from Vera Lord. Uh, evil. If for some reason bear with me, bear with me on this, you were forced by someone with strong bear arms to rewrite Brave to have yeah. egg in it. How would you go about that? And if you'll bear with me some more, how would you try to get help without getting caught? Cats out. Uh, 
egg. How would I make egg? How would I put egg? I guess in the grave? what would be. I guess I mean, the obvious choice is just replace um, replace the cake with egg. Yeah, like a hard boiled <laughs> egg. Maybe like I can't. There's no really. There's not really any MacGuffins. There's a whole clan of them. What are you talking in about? This movie. Well, ah, ho, ho, ha, ha. Yeah, they are. They are, okay, never mind. They all become eggs. They all become egg people. Uh, and the way I get help is I, I am trying. I am like, I am, I am smuggling messages out in Easter yeah, eggs, right? like in the plastic ones. I'm sending them out. Um, Deepsy asks. I feel like Brave is when the Pixar shared timeline theory emerged. What do you all think of the theory? I have never heard of this. I don't like I shit like that. Either. Really, it's fun to talk about, um, but I don't buy into it. Obviously. I, it's fine. It's fun theory shit. Whenever someone acts like is it's like, real, I say shut the fuck up. No, it's like, I guess it's like all of the Pixar movies are like a, a part of the same time oh, like Cars is posted yeah. or whatever. Like, I basically, don't care. I like whatever. That's messy, I think. It's goofy. It's goofy yeah. fun, but like, if you I think to there is it a. Out, it'd be too messy. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I think there is a brand of YouTuber who are very annoying about that. Sort yeah, of it's thing. It, like it's a fun exercise if you just want to sit down and have fun and be like, how can I mess these together yeah. and make them fit? But like, yeah, one building your entire brand around it or. Like, just buying into it and being like, no, this is real. They're actually doing it. Like, e- they're just Easter eggs, man. She had she had a Pizza Planet truck yeah, because it's just an Easter egg, not because she's from the future. Well, yeah. Because that's just their thing. They put in uh, Pizza Truck or Pizza Planet trucks and the A113. Yeah. Yeah. Like. And then whatever the it's, next it's, movie is, they have the little Easter egg in there. Yeah. yeah it's fine if you're Easter egg hunting. It's like, here's, here's, here's the cute, here's the cute little detail that they slipped in here, but like. It's just Easter eggs. It's just goofs. It's just it's yeah. just fun. Which um, yeah. Speaking of the and... little Easter egg that they'll toss in for the next movie, Cars had in the background of some scene had a car version of the family tapestry as their nod uh, forward to this. Oh, not so. Wait, what was in Brave? Did we have something in Brave? I don't remember. Oh, Brave. I think had a couple of references right. to a movie that ended up actually getting like scrapped before they finished it, so it doesn't work uh... as well. Oh, was it um, was it the giant uh, one? Uh, it was. Weren't they making a? It was not. Was there a giant? It was, like I a think some kind of newt one or something. Newt. Oh, because I I know that there they were there was a movie called Gigantic. Oh, that was. Did that get made though? No, I don't think it ever did. You're thinking of the the Steven Spielberg. BFG. Big fucking giant <laughs> movie. I don't care yeah, that I'm, it stands sure for Big Friendly not, Giant. I'm pretty sure that's not what. It's not what it stands for, but everybody but thinks that you're right. You're not wrong. Because of Doom, it's big fucking yep. giant, or just big fuck, or big fucking gun. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what it is in Doom, but in this one, I it think is big, it is big fucking giant. <laughs> yeah, it's big fucking gun. Um. So, Casey asks, "What live homunculus would you like to speak to?" Greed. Ah! Like yeah, greed. greed's pretty fun. Greed's uh, fun. One greed or two. Would be awesome to hang out with. I'm, I'm with you. Greed would be awesome. Any, but I want, greed, uh, I want the Brotherhood greed. version of greed. Brotherhood. Actually, both of them, both Ling and original Greed. They would both. They both would yeah. like be cool to hang out yeah. with. Yeah. They like it. They're the ones that have friends. I don't want to talk to like. I want to talk to Gluttony. Gluttony would try to eat you. Lust would try to kill you. Nah. Well, Lust can have a conversation if she feels like it. So. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, she's fine. She's like, but I don't really want to talk to her. She doesn't seem cool Plus, to hang out with. Everywhere Indy she goes, fine. Indy, Indy uh, would be fun, goes. except Indy would be constantly trying to backstab you, though. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. The other, the other ones just aren't seem don't seem that cool to hang out with. I just I just show yeah, greed. Yeah, he's cool. He knows how to have a good time, and as long as he considers you like quote unquote his, he'll protect you. Pride yeah. and wrath can yeah. have a conversation, but like you can tell the entire time I they wanna, fucking hate you. I don't want to talk to them. They're That's weird. Well, I think honestly, I would go more with wrath because wrath. It's like as long as you're useful to him. Wrath. Is yeah, he is. Yeah, dude. he's. he's as long as you're useful and you don't challenge him, pride would kill you just because he felt like it. Yeah, pride is just weird. You didn't bring um, him a snack, so sorry. He wouldn't be helpful either. I feel, I feel like greed would be somewhat helpful. Greed would be fun. Sloth, well, as long as there was something in there for him. Yeah. Sloth. Greed would help you if there was something in it for him. Uh, and finally, Deep Sea asks, "What's the bravest thing you've done?" Feel free to give a joke or serious ha. answer. <clears throat> The bravest thing I've done was telling my mom I was an atheist on Easter Sunday. Oh my god. In the church parking that's, lot. Because I'm smart. That's, that's hey, you guys want to watch like Passion that. of the Christ when we get home after church? Mom, I'm an atheist. <laughs> that was how it went. Wait, hang on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, we got some stuff to Forget that part. No, no, no. Forget that part. Your family... Watches the passion of no Christ is the thing. Every no Easter? is the thing. She owns it. I've never seen her watch it outside of like maybe when she first bought it. <laughs> my parents showed my cousin and I uh, it, Jesus Christ Superstar while we were in Marco Island on Easter Sunday. That's, that's very fine. Good. That's normal. That's a fun musical. Passion. It's a little more no one for is two young kids. Ever in the yes, mood to watch too. Passion? I watched it once in theaters. No, no one wants, and that was enough. Yeah, no one wants to watch Passion well, of the Christ. Nobody who's somewhat sane wants to watch Passion of the Christ. No. And yeah, unless there's like a freak. Unless they're extremely Catholic. <laughs> right. That reminds me of a Hell. joke I used to tell people, and I would make sure that they were not, you know, I would make sure that they weren't offended by religious jokes, but there's one of them I can't show you guys because I can't see you in person. And it has to be, <laughs> it has performance art with it. Oh, dear. But one of them is, well, I'll tell you about it later. But one of them is, uh, what's the difference between a cow and the crucifixion? Moo? You can't milk you can't milk a cow for 2,000 years. God! <laughs> <laughs> ah, got him. God. On that note. Back on topic, though. No, I have never done anything brave in my life. Uh, or anything I no, would No, I am coward. I, think the... I guess I jumped, I jumped from the high dive one time. That's pretty there you brave, go. I guess. I, I think mine was, and um, I... Still have regrets about it just because of everything that happened with losing mom. But I think one of my biggest thing was honestly moving here to Arkansas where I am now. Meh. Because it was it was very much for well, I mean, I had like a month of planning time and that was it. This was decided like within a month that I was going to move from Kentucky to Arkansas, which is like over 500 miles away. And it was basically my anxiety had me to the point where it was literally affecting my work. It was affecting my health like very badly. I was under 100 pounds when I moved here. Oh, shit. Because my well, because my anxiety was so bad, I literally could not keep food down. Like uh, I yeah. never left my apartment because just walking from my door to my car, I could start blacking out because I didn't have the energy. But like I was, and I was basically facing losing my apartment because I couldn't pay my rent because I couldn't work because my anxiety was getting me fired from being sick so much. And basically, I was facing having to potentially move back in with my parents, which of course I love my parents and I love my family. Do not get me wrong. But it would have very much been, you know, I wouldn't have a space of my own. I would have my room and that was it. My stuff would have gone into storage. And it would have been that feeling of 
I'm not good enough. I failed, you know? So I made the decision and, you know, my brother and sister here, Kyle and Kate, they were like, well, if you're willing to put in the work to get better, they're like, you can stay with us until you get on your feet. And so it was a big move. It was a sudden move. And yeah, there were definitely some stumbling blocks along the way, but it wound up being the kick I needed because I wound up maturing in a way that I don't think I would have if I had stayed in Kentucky and just because I got used to relying on people to do stuff for me. And here it's because I didn't have an immediate support system. And now look at you. Know, you. I had my brother and sister. Well, yeah, it's like I had my brother and sister. And of course, if something really bad had happened, they would have stepped in to help in how they could. Yeah. But now it's like, for the most part, once I moved here, it's like, nope, I had to take care of my own job, my own place, my own car. Everything was on my own. And that's something I don't think I would have gotten if I had stayed in Kentucky at that time. I don't know that I call it brave, but I mean, it's definitely not something. Most people don't say, you know what, I'm going to move over over eight hours away on a, you know, with like a month of planning and no money. And hey, it worked out. So Uh, I went on, uh, I went on the rock and roller coaster when I was eight. That's that's just as brave as that. That absolutely is because I used to be terrified of roller coasters, and that's one of the few ones I will go on. I will give you that, Nero. (laughs) Yeah, well, Well, the U.S. Marines. God. That's true. I am. I listen because of that. I am actually braver than the Marines. You're in the Marines, dude. No. Um, ah, I think that's everything. We've been Disney Minus. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Disney yeah. Minus Pod. Join our Discord yeah. so that you can also read all of the screencrafts people post of the insane person who makes uh text only. Yeah, th- holy shit, freakish. Join our Discord. We have cookies and lots of insanity. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Dragon Smoocher. Uh, you can find all sorts of other things I do in various places, such as. The Shira podcast I did with my friend Jane that has ad podcast yeah. power that is done at, that is done. I'm also on Prime Cuts, a nonlinear Transformers podcast that is at Prime Cuts Pod on Twitter. We also have Discord you should join. Um new project. I think I will literally be uploading the first episode hey. of this today. Uh Radio Free Heidelin. Again with my friend Jane, a comprehensive companion to Final Fantasy fourteen online, the award winning uh, MMORPG with a free trial that extends up to level 60, including the entirety of the critically acclaimed expansion Heaven's Word. Neat! It's back now. Oh. The free trial has been back for like two months. You can just, Everyone should play it. It's a good game. And everyone should listen to the podcast when it starts. Um, and that's me. One sec. Hmm. Okay, I had a yawn. Cat, where can I find you? Nice. Sorry. Cat! Cat, where you, you be? Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Z minus 87. You can also find me in Disney minus off weeks where Steven and I are still going through the Kingdom Hearts series. We are working our way steadily through Kingdom Hearts 2. And as we found out, I found out and then told him earlier, ah. uh, Kingdom Hearts 4 has just been dropped. The trailer. The ride never ends. So that's gonna- that's going to be exciting when we finally get to it. But at the moment, we are slowly but steadily, actually not even slowly, we're pretty steadily working our way through Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah, one of my favorite YouTube comments on the trailer was, great, I can't wait to play it in five years. Fuck, right? Uh, uh, Steven, where can we find you? I am at Marshmallow, which is spelled like Marshmallow, except that it has my name in it. I also have dad under, at dad underscore tastic, where I will get back to posting one day. And I'm at Resident Beats Pod, uh, which is the Twitter for uh, Resident Beats, a live uh, a real play interstitial podcast that i am on and then next week nero we've got your pick what you got for it yeah oh uh, let me get the list yeah up. so uh 
Eddie. Remember when I podcasted on your movie? I sounded just like this. Oh my god, yes. It's Roger okay. Rabbit. I was like, wait, I know this. Who framed Roger Rabbit? I'm picking who framed Roger Rabbit. It's time to talk about yes. the this fucking incredible movie. You get to, wow, you get to see Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny in the same place. That ain't gonna happen. Like, I mean, hopefully it never Herb- happens. Other than also this. another Herbie appearance, isn't it? Isn't that mm. the actual Herbie? Uh, no. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Herman. I'm thinking of baby Herman. Yeah. Okay, you're right, you're right. It's like Herbie is not a, Herbie's not a cartoon right, character. Right, no, no, well, no, he's a cab in the movie, you're right. This is a cab, not a bug. Yeah, it has the same sort of general style of who, but it's not Herbie, it's just some guy. Um, right. It's just some other guy. God, I haven't seen, the, oh my god. The only thing, I, I like this movie, but I, I know it's a freaking cartoon shoe. <laughs> but that's the, Get, see, Steven knows what I'm talking about. That scene gets to you, man. Yeah, it's fucked up. The murder, the uh, the exec, the execution of a cartoon. She said, "Yeah, next week, next time we're doing Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the in the 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 the, the, the animated live action hybrid yeah. classic, the fucking acid trip of a Disney movie. That too. Yep. So yeah, that uh, until then, of course, remember forever and always. Yeah, especially Disney. these Fuck days. Disney. Fuck Disney. <laughs>